Before we get into this episode of Robin Akiva Need a Podcast, I want to take a moment and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Those are our friends over at True Car. Every car comes with its share of stories. Like that ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up a first date. That luxury package you got after a big promotion or the mileage you saved by riding your bike all summer long. And while you can't put a price tag on your stories now with True Car, you can at least find out what your car is worth when it's time to sell it or to trade it in. Just go to True Car and simply enter your license plate number and watch your car's details pop up then answer a few questions navigation and moonroof watch as they bump up your car's value high mileage you already knew it was going to cost you but now you'll know how much it's going to ding your wallet so you can plan ahead and once you're finished you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out or to trade in so when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car check out true car today true cash offer is not available in all areas Yeah, that's right. Robin Akiva need a podcast. We are back this week to talk about Canadian TV shows that might be trash. And a man who is a quarter Canadian, but zero quarters trash. My co-host for this podcast, a man who has been podcasting with me for five plus years First, it was the Seinfeld post-show recap. Then we podcast about Curb Your Enthusiasm. Then nothing. And then a podcast where we spin a wheel of your ideas. And here we are for the 46th time on Robin Akiva Need a Podcast. He is the Akiva in Renap. Please welcome Mr. Akiva Winokur. How's it going, Rob? How are you? I think I'm good. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that you said I'm not trash. He's um, not trash. That's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. Definitely Four not. Men are trash. Yes, but. definitely, definitely not trash. So Akiva, I had been mm-hmm. thinking, you know, that yeah. uh, all this weekend, you know, better attend that there is this big like Disney D twenty three convention instead of sort of just like giving this out like drip by drip. Should we just have like people submit their ideas and then? Once a year, we have like a big convention and talk about all the ideas that are going to be on the wheel for the next year. So we have one mailbag a year. <laughs> no, we get the mailbag goes all year long. And then you and I have a convention and then we unveil the wheel for the new year. OK, that's not a bad idea. And then we uh, but do we we go to a place while we're going to like Cincinnati <laughs> And then, like, right. all the listeners are coming with we us. We do and our then live you're be show. On stage, like, yes. you're like the Tim Cook. Yes. And we're going to point at, like, a giant screen. Yes. Okay. okay. I think there's something there. <laughs> and then you pan to the screen. There's, like, one person Ooh, in the audience. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then people can, like, be, like, live tweeting it. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Conspirapod 3 is coming this year. Get hyped. Uh, and then and then but then are we charging like eight ninety nine a month for a nap? Because if so, I'm on board, I think <laughs> we'll see. We got to figure out all the details. All right. Canadian shows are trash coming on the heels of our Oregon Trail. And Akiva, I think that we got for the most part pretty high marks on the uh, Oregon Trail. Yeah, people say we're white hot right now. People Whoa. maybe we need to be 
knock down a yeah, peg. Let's just do. Let's let's, love, let's stick to red hot. Let's stick to red hot. What what's why is white what's hotter white hot or red hot? I I think that you uh, would just like better. It's better branding. I think to call ourselves red hot. I hated Red Hots, though, as a, like, that's <laughs> yeah, a bad candy. I see. So I don't know. I don't know what White Hots were, but <laughs> I don't know. I was a, le- I was a Lemonheads guy. I know I, I'm sorry for talking about food. I was a Lemonheads guy way over uh, Red Hots in that same sort of uh, family of candy. We'll go with Red Hot. We're Red Hot. But somebody said White Hot. But OK, so we'll, it's like it's like when you put it on a, a movie poster board. You can't like change the quote. I've noticed, by the way, I don't know if you've noticed this. A lot of times when shows and movies come out and there are uh, sort of like praiseworthy quotes about the about the show or the movie, it used to have to be from like Siskel or Ebert or some like major critic. Now it's literally people on Twitter. Like if you look at a movie poster, it's like at Johnny's S321X says like this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. You go to their Twitter account. It's like doesn't even exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, where's the integrity in the in the in the, you know, plugging game on for movies it's crazy no, there is none but uh, should we get like a renap poster and then have like some of our favorable tweets in the poster people people i i do think we could do that where it's like you know just this week tweeted us like unbelievably praiseworthy quotes about renap and we could include that in in any sort of like future uh, advertising that would be great all right well let's talk about what we're here to do uh with uh what they call uh, Canada, the Great White North, is that right? Is that right? Yeah, you're putting. Apparently, according to you, it's I just going to be the like, Great yeah. North from now on. <laughs> the North, the North. <laughs> the great uh, North. They, 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 but they talk about like, uh, like Toronto, like the uh, what, what they call the North. We the, the North. We, we the, the North. north. So they're, they're yeah. already adopting that, and so uh, we are going to be visiting uh, the neighbors to our North of America, mm. uh, the Canadians, to see. Three of their TV shows, uh, which we have watched. What are the three shows we're going to be talking about today, Keeve? So we're going to be talking about Degrassi, The Next Generation. Yeah. There's a lot of different Degrassis. That's what we have to find out more about what the difference is. Uh, and then we're going to watch a show I'd never heard of before called Corner Gas. Yeah. And then we only heard about show it on this I'd podcast. Of, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And then uh, Trailer Park Boys, which I thought was an American show, but is a Canadian show. Canadian show. OK, so we've watched an episode of each of those. And I guess mm-hmm. we'll find out if the episode was you know, a good example of the average episode of those shows. But we're not going to spend a ton of time on recapping the episode that we watched of those particular shows. I don't know if any of the episodes were necessarily like the, you know, uh, high point of the series. Well, we had the the uh, our guests pick their yeah, episodes. They'll tell for the us most why part. they picked out those episodes for us. Well, I think in one case it was picked out uh, by by somebody else. But yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I think, and it's not season three, episode seven. It was just a random episode they picked. Um, I don't know. I don't, yeah, and I think at the end we sort of have to decide like which you know if we love the show, we have to have some sort of stakes like a Canadian theme. Yeah. So maybe if we if we love the show, then it could be uh, like you know that show. If a, if a show is bad, we'll send it to Nova Scotia. And if a show is like, OK, it gets like one game of whirly ball. And if a show is great, it gets like a lifetime supply of poutine. What do you think about that? <laughs> I'm so confused. Why Nova Scotia? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's probably I, cold there. You send like it we there. Should, it's like it's like Canada, Siberia. Probably. No, I thought we should send it to Northwest Territory. Where? Oh, like the Yukon, like <laughs> up, up way above like Vancouver. Yeah. Okay, fine. We'll send it there, like in the Alaska range. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and if it's okay, it gets one game of Whirly Ball. Do you know what Whirly Ball is? No. 
Whirly Bowl, it's like uh, I've played it once when I was in Canada. It's like you sit in a in like a I see. I don't even remember it. You sit in like it's sort of maybe like lacrosse, but you're in a car and you like throw a ball in. I don't know how to explain Whirly Ball. You're, okay. you're in like a, you're in like a bumper car. It's like yeah, bumper and cars. And it's like basketball and with in bumper cars, basically. Mm. It's like you're on like some sort of like human foosball table. Are there tracks? A little bit, but you're throwing. You're like have to get to you. You have a a scoop, which is like a lacrosse type thing, and you're passing a wiffle ball. Seems very dangerous. Yeah, it could be dangerous. I guess it's fun. It's a Canadian game. Uh, So um, yeah, so one game whirly ball if the show's okay, and then lifetime supply poutine if the show is great. Okay, all right. That sounds good. All right. Akiva, we're also, mm-hmm. I guess, trying out the format of the blank shows are trash here today. I feel like that if this goes well, there's also stakes of I know I did the Facebook Friday last night. John John Johnston is saying like, hey, uh, is, is this ready to green light HGTV shows are trash? Yes. So I think there's a mm-hmm. lot riding on how this plays out today. Oh, that- a, lot of, a lot of pressure. But if this is bad, we could just blame Canada, to quote the, <laughs> uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Like, it might be the show's fault and not the, the format, because we've done similar formats before and we and it's worked. So, yeah, we'll you know, we'll see. But yeah, HGTV shows and TLC shows have been requested by a lot of people. So we'll right. See if this is the last if those get, ever get off. They're both in the waiting room. Also on trial today is this format of three shows, three different guests. I feel like that it's, that is yeah. not something that we have done before either. It was a lot of work. We we really uh, we had to put our uh, you know we we really had to put aside like an hour and a half and watch three shows. Luckily, the Canadian shows are pretty quick. It, none of these shows were an hour. Yeah, everything was like twenty two minutes. Okay, all right. So let's uh, bring in our first guest. Can you tell us about uh, who we're going to be talking to about Degrassi? Yes, yeah, so we really cast a wide net. We have a couple uh, friends of ours who are Degrassi super fans. It sounds like we're in the mafia when you say it that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, our, our, the Matt podcast Ligori. mafia. Yeah, Ma- uh, Matt Lagori is is an absolute diehard, crazy Degrassi fan, uh, and Taylor Cotter is a diehard Degrassi fan. But they each have a, one major flaw as a human being, and that's that they're American. We're only speaking to Canadians today on the podcast, right? Um, so, but they, um, they suggested an episode to watch and I cast, I put a, a wide net out on Twitter. I said, I'm looking for a Degrassi fan. And we found a lot of like, Hey, I've seen every episode, but I didn't sense any diehard fandom from the people who wanted to come on. Uh, but a couple listeners, uh, tagged one person and said, this is who you need to speak to. So whenever someone says that, I feel like that's the way to go. Yeah. Multiple uh, sources so that, are saying, yeah. yes, multiple sources. That's what you need. We're, we're serious journalists here. Uh, and they, they tagged uh, Aaron Wilson and they said she is the person to speak to. And I don't know why they said that. And I think we're going to find out. But I hope they were right. OK. All right. So we have here Aaron Wilson. Aaron, how are you? Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm great. Aaron, very excited to have you here on Robin Akiva Need a Podcast. And you are somebody who... Prior to Akiva reaching out, probably had no idea that uh, Rob or Akiva were people who had a podcast. That's correct. Yes, this is my uh, first time hearing about the podcast. Okay, but you still agreed to come on and talk to us. And so we appreciate that. Absolutely. Anything for Degrassi. Okay, Degrassi. I know people get on me because I say Degrassi, but I've been saying Degrassi with like an A-H. Yeah, that's wrong. People get mad. It's Degrassi. Degrassi, like Degrassi Knoll. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. 
All right. So, Aaron, how did you come to be such an expert in Degrassi? Well, I've been watching Degrassi since the very early years of The Next Generation. In fact, I remember watching the very first episode of Degrassi The Next Generation when it premiered in 2001. I think I was like 12 years old at the time, but I vividly remember watching it um, watching it actually with my parents. And um, then just over time, I started watching more episodes and I followed it religiously as a teenager. And all these years later, I'm still a huge Degrassi fan. Um, back when I was like 18, 19, I started like a Degrassi fan site back when fan sites were still a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like over 10 years ago now. Yeah. Um, but uh, since then, I've still been a really big part of like the Degrassi fandom. I've seen every single episode. And even to this day, I still love it just as much as I did back when I was like 14 years old. So Akiva, that would be great if somebody could make a Renap fan site. And we kind of have one, right? I think I think it's because we're nerds. Ours is just a big Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> but I do think that is our fan site. OK. Um, yeah. Aaron, does the, does the fan site still exist? Do any fan sites still exist? It does. Yeah. Um, the site that I started, it's called Degrassi Online and you can actually visit it. There's, there's nothing there anymore because I haven't updated it in years, but mm-hmm. it's still there. Um, you can read all the old things I posted when I was like 18 years old. Yeah. Um, but I think the Degrassi community is now more on social media. I think it's like this for a lot of TV shows now. Okay. Now, Aaron, how do so many people know you as the expert to talk to for Degrassi? Is it just from the legacy of the fan site that you created? Yeah, I think it's just because I've been involved in the online Degrassi fandom for so long um, because I was there from the very beginning, even before social media was a thing. And then when social media became bigger, um, you know, I have like a Degrassi Twitter account and that kind of thing. So I guess I'm kind of uh, pretty well known in the Degrassi community. When you say you have a Degrassi Twitter account, what does that mean? So I have like my own personal Twitter account that I use most of the time. And then I have like a Degrassi Twitter account where I just tweet about Degrassi whenever I have a Degrassi related thought that I want to put out there, basically. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now, today we are talking about Degrassi, the next generation. Now, I I know Akiva does uh, not like this about me, but I was a fan of Star Trek The Next Generation, which there was an original Star Trek and then Star Trek The Next Generation. And it was like 80 some odd years later. Could you just tell us what? So what was the original Degrassi? So Degrassi has been around for 40 years. In fact, next month will actually be the 40th anniversary of the very first episode of Degrassi, which aired in 1979. And um So that original version of Degrassi was called the Kids of Degrassi Street. And it was essentially about a group of kids who lived on Degrassi Street in Toronto, which is a real street. Um, And then from there in the 1980s, they created the series Degrassi Junior High, which eventually evolved into Degrassi High. And this is more the Degrassi that we know today. Like it's more a show about teenagers and the issues that they face. Um, And then once that show ended, Degrassi, The Next Generation was like the big reboot that they started in 2001. Okay. And has it come back since Degrassi, The Next Generation? 
Um, yes. So Degrassi, the next generation ran for 14 seasons. And wow. then when it was canceled in 2016 or 2015, I believe it was, um, it got picked up by next Netflix and became Degrassi next class and Degrassi next class ran for four seasons. Okay. So currently there is no iteration of Degrassi on the air. Correct. So it's kind of a weird situation right now because the show is sort of in limbo. Like Netflix never officially announced that it was canceled. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the last season aired about two years ago and there's been no news since then. So I think we can kind of assume that it's over for now. But that's not to say that they won't reboot it again in a few years. Right. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Akiva, all this making Mm -hmm. sense to you? Yeah, this does make a lot of sense. Um, and there's never been an American version of Degrassi that's aired, right? No. In fact, there's been some rumors that Netflix wanted to have American cast members in the show. And that's part of the reason why we haven't heard anything, because mm. Degrassi wouldn't do that. Um, mm. I don't know if there's any truth to that. But no, Degrassi's always been filmed in Toronto and always had 100% Canadian cast and crew. Okay. Now... Are all of the versions of Degrassi canon, meaning that so do do they acknowledge things that happened from the kids of Degrassi Street? Are they teachers in uh, Degrassi, the next generation? Yes, absolutely. There are a lot of teachers who've been on the show for like 14 years. Um, And there are characters from the original version of Degrassi who were in Degrassi The Next Generation. I think there were like four or five, um, you know, adult characters who were were teenage characters in the 1980s version of Degrassi. Um, So, yeah, there's definitely some continuity. And even in Degrassi Next Class, they had some of the Next Generation characters make cameo appearances. So. Definitely continuity is a big thing for Degrassi. It's a half. It's always a half hour show, right? It's never an hour show. Yes, it's always been a half hour. Sometimes they do these two part episodes that you can kind of watch together. But um, yes, it's always, you know, 22 minute episodes. Because in American shows and correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, like half hour almost always means comedy and an hour is almost always a drama. But is would you consider Degrassi more of a comedy? I think it's more of a drama, right? It's definitely a drama. Yeah, Degrassi really has the kind of after school special um, formula. Mm-hmm. It is a drama, but it is um, half hour episodes. And another big thing about Degrassi, too, is that it has an ensemble cast like a lot of other after school specials. So you don't just have one or two main characters. You have like 20 characters and each episode focuses on a different character. And then what was the air schedule of this? Was it a five days a week show or was this just once a week? Degrassi's really done it all. In the beginning, they were a once a week show. So you'd watch it on like Tuesday nights at a specific time. When you say the beginning, Um, that's the kids of Degrassi Street? Yes. And also the early years of The Next Generation, too, and Degrassi Junior High. Um, And then... In uh, Degrassi, The Next Generation, once they got to around season 10, they sort of switched up their format a bit and they started airing four episodes a week. So it was more of like a soap opera kind of format. So they would Mm -hmm. have these summer seasons where for the entire summer, they would have episodes every weekday. Okay. And then with Netflix, obviously, they dropped the entire season at once, like all Netflix shows do. Okay. Aaron, the one thing I knew about Degrassi coming in was that... Drake is in Degrassi. Mm-hmm. 
And I also knew that Drake, I believe, is in a wheelchair in Mm -hmm. Degrassi. And so when we watched this season three episode number, what was it, uh, 15 or something something like that? I think 16. 16. Boy, I was so shook that here's Drake not in a wheelchair. Yeah, so that doesn't actually happen until season four. So the episode that you guys watch, Take On Me, is from season three. Season four is where there's the big school shooting storyline, which results in Drake's character, Jimmy, getting shot. And then he ends up in a wheelchair for the remainder of his time on the show. And I should say that we will have links in the show notes to the episodes of television uh, that we watch here. Aaron, you were the person that suggested we watch uh, this specific episode, correct? Uh, no, I no, don't think okay. so. No, okay. Where are we Our other uh, guest did, but because, um, I, you know, I found there a little later in the week, she did not. So the backstory on how we picked the episode, Rob, it's interesting. Uh, I asked Matt Ligori for an episode, and the original, t- everyone's original idea was actually the episode where Drake gets shot. But uh, we were already watching a bunch of different TV episodes today, and that's a two-parter, so I nixed it. it sounds kind of heavy, too. Yeah, it might be a little dark. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, but that was, you know, maybe that would have been interesting because I didn't real. I, I like you. I didn't realize I was very shocked when we watched this. I, I assumed he was in a wheelchair before the show started. I didn't realize that it was just like a sweeps week thing that he got shot in the school shooting. OK, uh, so, so Matt Ligori said, hey, uh, watch this episode, which is essentially a Breakfast Club episode. It's not called Breakfast Club. It's called uh, Take On Me, I think, or Lean On Me. <laughs> Take On Me. Uh, yes. Take On Me. And uh, and uh, Taylor Cotter, or other American Degrassi experts said. No, that episode is garbage. So I said, oh, that's interesting. Two super fans. One, it's their favorite episode. One, it's their least favorite. Maybe we could see who was right. And then if Matt is wrong, we could blame Matt. And if Taylor is wrong, we can make fun of Taylor. Uh, but I am I am curious if, Aaron, is this one of your most favorite, your least favorite episodes? This is a kind of in-between episode for me. I wouldn't say it's my most favorite. Um, it's difficult to have an episode that is my most favorite when this show has like almost 700 episodes. Mm. But um, this episode is really interesting because I would say that it is a beloved episode amongst the fans, but it's also really different from a lot of Degrassi episodes in that there's no really like big dramatic storyline in it. It's really just about five characters and and you know them being stuck in detention and the relationships between them. Um, so it's different, but, um, it's still a really good episode. And the episode is called Take On Me. Keeve, I thought that this was a Renap inside joke as a reference to the ill-fated music videos podcast of Mm -hmm. the AHA Take On Me music video that we watched on music videos are trash. Yeah, it's very, it's very fitting. (laughs) Um, that, that is true. I, I noticed that, too. Yeah, this episode aired February 16th, 2004, the one we watched. Uh, I have a question. So there's five main characters there's, other than, a, you know, a principal or two. Uh, there's really only five main characters in the show. Are these the five main characters of the whole series, Erin? Oh, no, these are just five characters that this particular episode happened to be about. There's a lot mm-hmm. of other important characters that aren't in this episode at all. Is is there a star of the show or or, or I mean, you called it an ensemble or is or, or not really like is there one person who at least at this point in season three is like the clear star or it doesn't really work that way? No, it doesn't work that way on Degrassi. It's really um, all the characters are the the main characters. Certainly there's some characters, you know, a little bit more important than others, but there's no 
one main character. Yeah. Akiva, I mean, did you watch the opening credits? It was like uh, Too Many Cooks or Bachelor in Paradise, uh, where they went through about like 27 people in uh, the opening credits. Yeah, I I did notice that. I just didn't know if maybe these were the core five. And that's why we're only really with them in detention for this episode. Uh, Yeah, I was so jarred also when I see like I, I knew he was in there, but it's funny just seeing Drake, like a very young Drake being listed as Aubrey Graham in the uh, in in this. Can I ask, can I ask uh, Aaron a question? Aaron, does does Drake uh, embrace this now that he got his start on Degrassi or does he never really talk about it? I think he does. I mean, he just recently filmed a music video at the set of Degrassi. I think that was just a, a year or two ago, his uh, music video for the song I'm Upset, which was filmed at the real set. And I know he's been in touch with some of the cast members and, you know, he does mention Degrassi from time to time in the media. So. Yeah, I think he's still proud of it. <laughs> still proud of it. Okay. So in this episode that we watched, that it was about a bunch of kids and they were in detention. Was it supposed to be a Breakfast Club parody? Because it's almost like note for note where between the principal coming in and yelling at everybody, like uh, it seemed like that it was like they were going for that. But I feel like that that wasn't the case, that they were intentionally trying to nod to the Breakfast Club. I think it definitely was, um, especially in these early episodes from the first few seasons of The Next Generation. Um, The writers were all people who grew up in the 80s. So there's a lot of 80s references in these episodes. Um, Even all the song, all the uh, episode titles are all named after 80s songs. And you have this uh, episode that's definitely a reference to The Breakfast Club. For people who became fans of the show in America, how, how did that happen, Aaron? Like, how does Matt Ligori end up becoming a Degrassi stan? Degrassi has always been really popular in the U.S. Um, even during the 1980s Degrassi, Degrassi Junior High, um, it would air on, I think, PBS in the U.S. And that's where some famous celebrity fans like Kevin Smith, for example, he used to watch Degrassi on PBS and he's very famous Degrassi fan. Um, and then during The Next Generation, um, uh, Degrassi aired on this network called Noggin in the U.S. or mm-hmm. The N. And um, The N was like Noggin's nighttime uh, network for teens. Mm-hmm. And Degrassi was like their flagship show. So they created this uh, advertising campaign for Degrassi called Degrassi, It Goes There. And that slogan just became <laughs> iconic. It um, goes in there. In the US, but also in Canada too, when people heard about it through the internet. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Akiva, you like that slogan? I do like it. It goes there. We'll go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It made Degrassi seem really cool, I think, to a lot of American teenagers. Aaron, now, do people consider Degrassi, the next generation, to be the most superior version of Degrassi? Is that recognized now as the greatest Degrassi? Certainly some people do. I think it kind of depends on who you ask, because I think most people always say that the best era or season of Degrassi is the one that they personally grew up with. So people who grew up with the 80s Degrassi, that is like the best Degrassi to them. Same with The Next Generation. And uh, even now with the more recent seasons of Degrassi, I think people feel that. So it's for me as somebody who's watched the like every single episode and who's grown up with different eras, um, 
I don't really see one era as being better than the other personally. I think they're all Degrassi and they've it's the show has definitely changed with the times, but they've still kept the same principles that they set out in, you know, 1979 when they did the first episode, but definitely a lot of people really love Degrassi the Next Generation. Um it was very popular at the time and and um people grew up with it and so they have that affinity for it for sure. Okay. Aaron, in your Degrassi Twitter account, what are the types of things that come up day to day that causes you to send out Degrassi tweets? Well, these days, there hasn't been a lot of news um, because we don't really know what's happening with the show. I mean, we kind of just assume that it's been canceled, but nobody ever told us. So it's um, it's really unfortunate for the fans right now. And so what we really do in the Degrassi community is talk about old episodes, talk about memories. Um, you know, a lot of times people have um, a special memory of um, when they watched a certain episode. Um, and then a lot of times too, we just kind of reminisce. And we also talk about what's next for Degrassi quite a lot. Like if they were to reboot the show, what it, should it be like? And, and that kind of thing. What's the takeaway or the message that uh, Degrassi's creators wanted to put out into the world? I think it's really just a message of diversity and inclusivity and empathy. Um, I know as somebody who w- grew up watching Degrassi, that's what I always say whenever I've had the opportunity to talk to the creators is that I think that I am a more um, empathetic person an open-minded person because I watched Degrassi at such a young age. And I think that message you can see all the way from the very early episodes of Degrassi to even now. Degrassi has always been known for diversity and for tackling tough topics. And um, that's something that they've maintained through the entire 40 years. Is there a show now that has taken uh, Degrassi's place as uh, that sh- uh, shining light for young people to be able to get that same message? Um, I mean, it's hard to say. Like, there's certainly a lot of teen dramas out there today that are very popular. Um, you know, you have shows like Scom, uh, that Norwegian show. Or- Scom? <laughs> Scom, yeah. <laughs> you've heard Keith, of that. Are you watching Scom? What's Scom? Yes. Can, you, can you tell us what Scom is? Maybe we should watch amazing. Scom. amazing. Okay. Scom is like the Norwegian version of Degrassi. It's this Norwegian teen drama series that started in 2015. And it became insanely popular because it's just about a group of kids at a school similar to Degrassi. But the way that they aired the show was very unique because it aired through these short clips that were posted online in real time as Mm. they were happening, as opposed to like episode, like full length episodes that would air once a week kind of thing. Um, So yeah, it was very innovative just the way that they broadcasted it and um, became really popular amongst teenagers. Similar to Degrassi, they tackle a lot of difficult topics and these kinds of things. So (laughs) can I ask a question? It was Aaron, was this, because, you know, I was thinking going in that it would be a little bit Saved by the Belly and maybe it's mm-hmm. more I'm trying to think of a modern show. I was thinking like Dawson's Creek from when we grew up. I don't know. It, is there an American show you could even think of to sort of compare it to? But my I, overall I, question well, is like uh, of anything that we watched, I, I feel like that it was uh, probably uh, most similar to 90210. Yeah, 90210. But 90210, Dawson's Creek, uh, uh, um, Saved by the Bell, none of them were considered good shows by, you know, they're beloved for sure, but none of them were considered quality entertainment. None of them ever won awards or things like that. Is Degrassi considered a good show in Canada? 
Um, I would say it depends on who you ask. I mean, it's been around for so long that I think Degrassi is like this show that's just kind of there for a lot of Canadians, um, especially people who live in Toronto. Like I live in Toronto and Degrassi's filmed in Toronto. And it seems like everybody has like known somebody who's known somebody who's been on Degrassi. Like <laughs> there's just so many people who are somehow involved in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Canadians definitely like Degrassi and they're proud of the success that Degrassi has had. But um, also I think that, you know, it's it's just because it's been around for so long that people kind of take it for granted a little bit too. Okay. Now, Aaron, this might be a hot button issue with you, but I'm checking out the Degrassi online Twitter account and it seems like <laughs> that you really uh, do not like any comparisons between Degrassi and Euphoria. <laughs> oh no. Yes. I think I have said that a couple of times. <laughs> they are. Sure. <laughs> Is Euphoria ops with Degrassi? Well, so I did watch Euphoria and I can definitely see some similarities between Euphoria and Degrassi. But to me, Degrassi is just a more, I guess, responsible show. Like Mm -hmm. Euphoria is not, it's a show about teenagers, but it's not really for teenagers the way that Degrassi is. Um, I think that Degrassi does a better job at maybe putting a little more care into the the message that they're sending to young people than Euphoria does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I understand why people like Euphoria, you know, it's a very fun, uh, dramatic show to watch, but um, yeah, my opinion is that Degrassi is still better. Yeah. Akiva really liked it, but he was complaining uh, there wasn't enough uh, male full frontal nudity. Not enough. We need more <laughs> in season two. Yeah. Okay. All right. Aaron, is there anything else that you want to let our listeners know about Degrassi or Degrassi moving forward? I would just say to give the show a shot if you've never watched it before. I know that for a lot of people who haven't watched Degrassi, it seems daunting because there's just so many episodes and you never really know where to start. But um, I mean, you can easily just start with Degrassi Next Class. You can start with The Next Generation or even go back and watch the 80s Degrassi. Um, You can find all the episodes now on YouTube. Degrassi has an official YouTube channel where they post all the episodes. Um, Sometimes they are geo-blocked in certain countries based on rights restrictions. But I think in the U.S., they're available completely. And then, of course, Next Class, which is on Netflix. So it's really easy to find. And um, I think that you'll really enjoy it if you give it a try. I had one other question. Would Drake take a phone call from any Degrassi cast member from any of the iterations? Um, I, I, I would say probably not. I mean, there are just so many cast members, right? Like if you say any cast member, well, no, I, would, cast would, would he take a call from any one of them? Is there any one that you think that he would answer the phone if you saw the number come up? Oh, definitely. Like Shane Kippel, who played Spinner on Degrassi. Spinner was Jimmy's best friend. Jimmy is Drake's character. So, I mean, they spent like seven, eight years together on the show. Mm. So, you know. I don't know about that. I'd like to see if if Drake (laughs) follows Shane Kippel on Instagram or on Twitter before I made made any judgments, if if he would answer the phone. They've spoken. (laughs) Okay. All right, Keith. Anything I, else yeah, for Aaron? I have a question. Yes. So this episode, uh, which we didn't we didn't get into the episode really, but the episode they're in detention. I was just curious uh, for Rob and for Aaron. Did you guys ever get detention when you were kids? Mm, I don't think they had it. I don't know if I ever spent a meaningful amount of time there. It was not like the 
hard time. I, I feel like that maybe it was like after school. I, I feel mm-hmm. like I had to have been there at least once. Yeah. What about you, Aaron? I, I'm going to guess you never get- got detention. <laughs> well, Sometimes, but I definitely didn't get detention the way it is in this episode because this episode is about the characters in detention on a Saturday. So they're having to come to school yeah, on the weekend yeah, to just sit in a classroom. Um, and so definitely I never had that, but, um, you know, did end up in detention from time to time. I, Rob, okay. I think I got one detention in my life and my school went, it wasn't on Saturday, but my school went till six o'clock every night when I was in high school. Mm hmm. So like detention was like six to eight. Like it, it only worked because your parents were so furious. They had to pick you up at eight o'clock that like you were never going to get detention again. <laughs> OK, Erin is on Twitter. She is at Degrassi online. Also, do you want me to give out your your real Twitter name? Also, Erin. Yeah, sure. Okay. She's also at Erin Victoria W. You can go to the still existing fan site, Degrassi-Online.com. Is there anything else that we need to know? I think that pretty much covers it. I would just say, keep watching Degrassi. Oh, oh, I don't know if we ever explained. Did did we uh, tell you what this podcast is? Oh, yeah. Let's explain the podcast there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sure. Do you know, like, if you had to guess, what is this podcast where two guys call you and talk about uh, Degrassi? <laughs> two strangers. We're not even recording, by the way, Aaron. We're just pranking. It. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It seems to just be a podcast about kind of random topics that are suggested to you. Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. it? <laughs> yes. That's pretty good. And much like uh, Jimmy from Degrassi, we spin a wheel and then we uh, land on the topic of what uh, comes up for that given week. And this week we're talking about uh, Canadian TV shows. Okay. Very cool. Okay. All right. Aaron, thank you so much. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks for having me. All right, Akiva. Let's get into segment number two here today on Canadian shows are trash. And so tell us, who are we talking to next? Yeah, so uh, the next show is probably the least well-known of our three shows, but we had multiple people who were claiming to be a world expert on the Canadian television show Corner Gas, but uh, yes. we were won over by the pitch from Karen from Canada, so she is with us here. Okay, Karen from Canada, star of the Wandoff, is here. Karen, how are you? Hello, I am Fabulous this weekend. How are you? Very good. Very excited to talk to you uh, now. Corner Gas is a show that I I had not heard. I think it first came to my attention. Uh, Karen, did did you did you pitch it on a on a Facebook Friday or or did you call in? You know, I heard someone mention the show's name and okay. my pitch to Akiva or maybe it was to you was that I'm from the province where the show is uh, set in. Yeah. So that was my pitch. Because Akiva, I feel like that Claire uh, also mentioned Corner Gas too, right? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of beef, I think. If you do a bad job, Karen, Claire is going to be coming for your Corner Gas throne because she uh, she's also like a super fan of Corner Gas. And you really hit her with your proverbial car here and, and uh, took her spot. <laughs> yes. Uh, All right. Karen also runs the Corner Gas uh, fan Twitter account at <laughs> Corner Gas Online. And you can also uh, visit her Corner Gas fan site at Corner Gas Dash uh fansite.com you know i'm so amazed how prepared you are for these podcasts rob amazing job (laughs) 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 
Okay. No, Karen, tell us about uh, what. Why are you the resource to talk about corner gas? Other than that, uh, much like uh, who, who who is it that uh, also that we talked to who uh, started in Saskatchewan and ended up in Toronto? Oh, was it uh, Colin? Colin Latchford right. also right. Well, I'm a rich, I'm born and raised in Saskatchewan, and so that's that's one point. Secondly, since I volunteered for this uh, podcast, I've watched all of the episodes of Corner Gas. Okay, I love the research. Great, that was great. Okay, now Corner Gas, Akiva and I watched an episode of it. Uh, and Akiva, what was the the episode that we watched? What what was it in the run? Uh, this was, uh, Karen, do you know, I don't have it. I don't have in front of me. It was what the, called an American resolution. American, and, and you picked out this one because that it would appeal to us as Americans. Well, I thought that this episode in particular highlights one aspect of Canadian humor, which is differentiating ourselves and, um, and establishing our identity as being separate or different from Americans. Okay. All right. Mm. So we watched uh, this episode of Corner Gas, and uh, I'd say it was very different than what I was expecting. Keeve, did Corner yeah. Gas live up to uh, any preconceived notions you had about it? Well, I, I mean, I thought it was be about like a, uh, you know, a gas station in a small town. I didn't know really when or what it was from. Uh, just to read the description of the episode for people, because I'm sure they might not watch it. But most of the shows we're talking about today are available just on YouTube, by the way. Uh, I think these two are YouTube. The next show is on Netflix. Uh, Hank, Karen, Wanda Willpower is put to the test when they try and make each other break their New Year's resolutions. Dave tries to get out of making coffee at the police station. And Brent and Emma teach Oscar a thing or two. About being a Canadian citizen. I will say, Rob, do you know what year the show was aired? The show that we watched today? Uh, 2005. Yeah, it's 2009. Uh, when I watch the show, it feels like it's out of the 90s, though. It is. There's nothing modern about this show. Like the show is, it, you know, was around. Twitter was already around. Like there's there's no iPhones. It feels like it's from another century. This show. Now, it's set, though, in the modern times in which it aired. Right, Karen? Yeah, so the show ran from for six seasons from 2004 to 2009, and it has that sort of 90s, early 2000s Canadian comedy kind of flavor, and that's where that's why I picked this episode because it kind of gives you that vibe. Yeah. Now, to me, I was actually very surprised when I watched Corner Gets. I, I thought that this was a multi-cam sitcom uh which is sort of like you know your traditional sitcom sort of like set in a gas station i was actually very surprised that it was a uh, single cam variety and i i felt like uh thematically it was kind of similar to like an it's always sunny in philadelphia i think that's is that the vibe they're going for i mean sunny came first is this like is this you know inspired by that at all i wonder well the creator brent but like he he basically created this show. Well, let's and not bury the lead everything. here, Karen. Yes, that, uh, that's the, true. Oh, the, sorry, the creator and star of the show is a man named Brent Butt. Yeah. Yes. And, and if you can't be funny when your name is uh, Brent Butt, I think that you are born into uh, having you develop a sense of humor quick when you're Brent Butt. Yes, exactly. So Brent, but like everything here is done from his perspective. This is his show. So I guess your question about sort of the vibe or the inspiration, we'd have to ask him. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Karen, I really enjoyed Corner Gas. That's amazing because you know what? When it came, when it broke out into the, the Canadian TV scene, um, people from Saskatchewan were very, very excited about it. That we were finally being represented um, in Canada. You know, Saskatchewan's not really a big province. Mm-hmm. Got about a million people there, and um, you know, to have a sleepy small town and in Prairie living. Um, be played up in a fun way was really exciting to us. Yeah, I pretty much liked everything about this. And just a spoiler alert, Keeve, that uh, mm-hmm. far and away, this was my favorite of the three things that we watched. Oh, so it gets a lifetime supply of poutine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for me. For me. So <laughs> I really. That's a good question, Karen. So the best show today gets a lifetime supply of poutine. The second best show gets one game of whirly ball. Where in Canada is bad that we should send it like it's sort of Siberia? Where should we send the worst show to? The worst show to. I mean, I like all parts of Saskatchewan, but and I've been to every province. But I would say if you wanted to send some a show to like the middle of nowhere, I would probably say uh, where Danny, uh, Danny Bryson got stranded in. uh, Yes. <laughs> in Canada in his helicopter, basically probably the, like the Northwest Territories, Yukon, yeah. <laughs> okay. or Northern Saskatchewan. Mm. Okay. There is no reception and uh sand dunes that you cannot access by car. Okay. Karen, have you seen Degrassi? Are you a Degrassi stan? I used to watch it when I was a kid the old version. And then when I was a little older, I watched the new, some of the new stuff. What about SCOM? Do you watch SCOM? <laughs> I don't know what SCOM is. Okay, that's, yeah. the, that's the new Degrassi. Oh, okay. No, I've not Whoa. seen the new Degrassi. The, the Dutch Degrassi. <laughs> we'll talk about Degrassi. it on Norwegian shows or trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. By the way, oh. not only is Brent Butt in the show, but there's another guy named Lauren Cardinal, which to me is a great name also. Okay. All right. So, we should talk about Lauren Cardinal. <laughs> well, well, let's just talk about Corner Gas. How big of yeah. a hit is Corner Gas? Is it like, was, was this a show that everybody was talking about Corner Gas or was this more of a cult hit? You know what? I definitely think that it made headlines. Um, we received a, na- a national newspaper in my house um, and it definitely was getting attention um, on a national level. And it was it was broadcasted by the CTV, which is also... Um, a national Canadian news or um, a TV station, and that was in every single province. So I think the fact that it has also gotten some, um, I guess, notoriety in the states as well, and now it's become an animated series on the Comedy Network. I think it's picked up a lot of steam even now. Yeah, I just it hasn't. You know, the other two shows we talked about today, I've heard of. I don't know why, but I've never. You know, I feel like we follow the TV world closely, Rob. This it hasn't really broken out in terms of like any name recognition. Well, has Corner Gas ever had any American run? Because I feel like that the other shows that we're talking about today have aired in the U.S., but I don't know if Corner Gas ever had any sort of uh, distribution in the United States. I would say in Canada, it's still running. Like they're, they're still airing reruns um, on our equivalent of MTV. And it's also being rerun on the Comedy Network. Yeah. So people, Canadians are still watching it. Right. Um, and they don't call the guests petrol like on Peppa Pig, right, Akiva? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Do they do? No, I think it's, I, uh, yeah. I guess if they made a British version. This is a very British feeling show. I do think that, right? 
I don't know. I don't know if you could ever make an American version of this show. Why not? People at a gas. First of all, there's only one person really, or max two, ever work at a gas station. Yeah, it's a workplace comedy, and it's mm-hmm. about people who are all like uh, working at the gas station, and then uh, what? Then, then there's also like some local law enforcement, I guess, who are always uh, coming through the the gas station. Why? Why couldn't you do a, a workplace comedy about a gas station? I guess you could. I guess. I mean, there really hasn't ever been one that I could think of, but uh, there's no reason not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess did did not that many people work at a gas station? I mean, I, I guess that most of the gas stations I go I go to, I feel like it's like one person. That's what I'm saying. It's usually one or two. It would be hard to get a full ensemble at a gas station unless there was another. And I think that the shtick here is that it's the only gas station for like a million miles in any direction. Yeah. Why is it called corner gas? That implies that it's like on a busy corner. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that's part of the irony and the humor. <laughs> In this, but I mean, the other thing is everyone gets gas. Yeah, literally and figuratively. Well, not if you don't but, drive. I mean, if you right. take the bus, you don't need to get but gas. People are, you ride yeah, a bike. you're right. And it's a, it's attached to a restaurant, so I guess. Okay, so yeah, of, a lot of people work yeah. in the restaurant. Right. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite bit from the show? Because I can I tell you mine, Rob. What was it? It was my my one LOL from the show was uh, so the, the the premise the main the A story in the show is that they are. It's a bet that they made for uh, on on New Year's Eve yes. about um, about New Year's resolutions, and immediately the show goes six months later. So that you know, this is more of a flashback. But they're all I liked. Like they all made resolutions. One was to stop eating licorice, which I would never make that resolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was to stop running. One was to stop masticating or chewing gum. One was to stop chewing comics. Then the fat guy uh, said uh, that his resolution was not to uh, stop eating chili cheese dogs. And then it's like bang cut. <laughs> Happy New Year's, and he's eating a chili cheese dog. I thought that was funny. Um, so <laughs> I did feel like that thematically. I thought that this was uh, very similar to the infamous uh, Seinfeld episode that we podcast about once upon a time, mm-hmm. uh, the contest. And this was sort of like the idea of the contest, but who can go the longest without breaking their New Year's resolutions uh, that they started, Karen? Yeah, you know what? There's actually an article out there on the internet. Um, about how Corner Gas is the Seinfeld of Canada. Oh, um, yeah. We should have podcast and- this, Akiva. <laughs> we still can. I mean, we, we're, we're going to, you know, we're looking for what if like that, if we put it on the wheel, full rewatch of Corner Gas. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like 100. How many episodes of Corner Gas are there, Karen? 107. Like 100, yeah, I was going to say 107 or 108. Uh- <laughs> so it's so it'll take us two years and then we can the do it. And then it's, just like, it's on the wheel but then like all right we'll we'll be back in episode 178 with some new content yeah the mailbag every week the wheel is just like whatever the next episode is like ten thousand <laughs> you know uh slots for that and one slot of something else <laughs> right well i mean brent is an actual stand-up comedian right yeah. and he's now he's got the show there's like the kooky parents and, you know, the group of friends. So that's sort of there are some parallels there. Yeah. Akiva, how many followers on Twitter do you think for Brent Butt? Ooh, at Brent, Brent, I'm going to guess 7,800. At Brent Butt. <laughs> Maybe less. Less. The, the, we didn't mention this. The Degrassi <laughs> super fan, Aaron, who was just on the podcast, like her Degrassi account has like six, seven thousand followers. Yeah, so okay. does Brent Butt have more followers so you than say, the right. Degrassi fan? So you say 7,800 followers for Brent uh-huh. Butt. 
Okay. Rent bot. Uh, Karen, I feel like that Akiva is uh, being a real corner guest hater. Uh, no, I like corner guests. 171,000 so followers for oh the God. verified Brent Butt yes. Akiva. Well, followed by Rob Sesternino. Have just, you always I, been no, following I just, Brent Butt? No, I, mean, I did it literally like 15 seconds ago. Oh, okay, because that's... And Claire. Karen, you better be following Brent Butt. I'm not, but I'm looking here at the list oh. of people who follow him and, and a few patrons... Do follow him uh, from RHP and Tom Green. This, yes. So, had I known you didn't follow Brent Butt on Twitter, I would have asked Claire. I'm just telling you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, right. yes. Uh, 29 other people I know follow uh, Brent wow. Butt. Who do you think is the now. person you, you follow who the most people you know follow them? I know the answer for me. Probably the <laughs> Wait, say this do, again. Do you know the answer? Do I know who the person is who the most other people? Uh, it's probably either Stephen Fishback uh, uh, or Josh Wiggler. Yeah, for me, it's Bill Simmons. I think it's like 80% <laughs> of the people I follow also follow Bill Simmons. Um, Checks out. Okay. All right. Uh, yes. Uh, Karen, are you following Bill Simmons? No. Okay. I'm in the 20%. You're not, you're not yeah. missing anything. Yeah, you're not missing it's anything. 2010, it would have been very <laughs> crucial to follow. Yeah, him. must follow in 2010. I, I really like um, how this, how, like, I, I actually really, you talked about the parallels with the contest. I love sort of the twist, like where there's a few minutes to go and there's still, you know, seemingly three people left in the, um, in the New Year's resolution contest. And I love how it ends. It's a really like, you know, Sixth Sense-esque shocking twist of the episode. Yeah. Do you want to reveal what that twist is? Uh, you could do it. <laughs> that uh, that there's a one of the see. I don't know the characters well enough, but one one of yeah. the women that she they forgot about her uh, the, her resolution. They were so focused on trying to make everybody else lose their other resolutions, they forgot that this other woman was in it. I did think during the episode. So she's the one. What was her the winner's resolution was not to stop chewing gum, which by the way is a pretty weak resolution unless she's like known as like the gum freak and she's got like a Twitter account like at gum maniac and an Instagram where she just posts pictures of different gum. Uh, I, there probably is an Instagram where someone just posts pictures of gum, right? Like a gum right, only but Instagram. Not her. But it's not her. So anyway, so Hank, Karen and Wanda or the three other people who, who are, you know, one doesn't, you know, uh, one is not going to read comics. One is not going to ever. One is only going to run. So their resolution is to run every day. And the other one uh, was not to have licorice, which the licorice talks to her during the episode, (laughs) which I thought was also very funny. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. And then they like agree on three to break the resolutions, but they forget that like the that the, uh, you know, the tortoise uh, has, uh, you know, the whole time has never actually chewed gum. But I was wondering the whole time, like, wait, did I miss when she was eating gum? Like, why is she not in the contest anymore? But it was still right. Still I mean, you, you forget twist. it because they're they're talking, they're confiding in her about breaking <laughs> each other's resolutions, but they're not talking to her about her resolutions. So yeah. I think that's how it works. Karen, one of the other uh, funny running gags in the episode had to do with uh, Brent Butt's dad in the episode uh, where they were. Uh, there was some confusion over that he was out of the country fishing in, uh, was it Minnesota? Did I have that right? Yes, much like Akiva and I, on his 24th mm-hmm. birthday. And somehow that meant that he lost his Canadian citizenship and he was actually an American. And there was actually uh, a lot of uh, being an American uh, jokes. Uh, being an American, you were on the uh, Brent butt of a lot of those jokes. Right. So this Brent's dad um, is definitely 
a lot of like he he carries a lot of the humor throughout the whole series and it's a lot about uh brent and uh his mom emma messing with oscar and um so this was a perfect episode to highlight that where they're basically uh putting the fear of God into him that he is not Canadian. He's actually American. And Oscar is pounding his fists on the table, insisting that he is Canadian. Yes. Uh, and we found out, Akiva, a lot of the stereotypes that uh, Canadians think about Americans. It is very informative episode to watch. Like you think like, oh, we're like very argumentative and the Canadians sort of they just put up with it. If you're sort of, uh, you know, th- th- like they're not going to fight back. And, and you're too, you know, if you're loud, you're an American. Yeah, it is interesting. I would say, like, I'm deeply offended as an American. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as a quarter Canadian. Yeah. Karen, uh, they kept getting on uh, the dad about that. He was, like, getting upset about different things. And said, uh, see, you're an American. You're just, like, uh, flying off the handle and yelling for no reason. Right. It was something about, like, flying, you know, you're flying off the handle a bit, and you have a lot of loud opinions not based on fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Oscar says, well, they're not opinions if they're right. And, you know, they're basically ribbing him for being who he is <laughs> and telling him that he's being American-like. And he's he's deeply offended by this. Right. They're quizzing him about, uh, well, do you think that people should be able to, you know, ha- have a gun? And he said, uh, well, well, yeah, for the skateboarders. <laughs> That was a good line also. Yeah. The, I didn't like the, the, the B story about uh, the guy being too lazy to make coffee. It didn't really work for me, though. Yeah, same. Uh, Karen, there's also in this episode where like we skip ahead and that the characters are overdubbed with saying the words of six months uh, where it was that just like they filmed this episode and they didn't know when it was going to air. And then so they were like as a joke right. with trying to uh, keep it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, I it's can explain uh, that. it okay. happens twice in the episode. I think it's like because t- it's so poorly dubbed. I think it's tongue in cheek. But I also think they probably didn't know when it would air and they just, uh, you know, okay. it was like it, intentionally bad. That's my guess. So from I, I looked at some comments in on the YouTube channel and I agree that I think that they actually wrote in the script probably too soon for it to be summer because it's kind of set in the summertime. So it was probably something like two or three months ago. And then Brent realized it looked like it was June on the episode and they probably overdubbed six months later. Because okay. they made the resolutions in January, on January 1st, mm-hmm. or December 31st. And so... That's probably where, like, well, it doesn't look like this in March. So let's overdub six months later and just be silly about it. Right. Um, I don't know how many people were going to complain about Corner Gas uh, not nailing the the time right on uh, when the resolutions happen versus when the episode was airing. But is that a thing? Would the, would the Corner Gas fans have been up in arms, Karen? Well, you know what? Possibly. I mean... People in Saskatchewan are we're really paying attention to the show. They might have picked up on it. Okay. All right. So Corner Gas at the height of its powers. Uh, was it a show that like everybody was talking about? I would say so. I mean, when it first came out, it had um, I mean, it was constantly breaking Canadian viewing records. Um wow. Yeah. And so, I mean, it had six seasons running and that's pretty good. And it also set a precedent for other shows. Um, there was actually, um, a show called Little Mosque on the Prairie that was 
created and um, broadcasted by the CBC, another Canadian television station or um, network. And so because of the success of Corner Gas, we had a couple other shows that were set in the Canadian prairies. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Little Mosque on the Prairie. Was it yeah. the, 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 I can't uh, tell if she's praying us, but that's interesting. <laughs> Um, it's yeah, a I real th- show and it was ahead of no, its time I know. It that, about, but I, 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 is that an issue uh, in general with like different um, regions of Canada like you're talking about being from Saskatchewan like not being represented on on Canadian shows enough well the thing is Saskatchewan has even though it's fairly large province um you've only got a million people and most of us are concentrated in a few cities we have and so a city might have like a quarter million people but we have small town pride within like within our cities so mm-hmm. we get really excited when something saskatchewan like something to do with saskatchewan becomes a big big uh national hit or gets some sort of attention mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah all right, Rob, do you have Long Island Pride? Do we have Long Island Pride? Mm, not really. Not really. Uh, like I, I mean, I, I guess like, uh, you know, when uh, during the height of uh, Amy Fisher and Joey Botafuco, yeah. I think that. But You're like, take that, know. Suffolk I, County. What do you have? Yeah, but, I, I, but uh, do you have Nassau County Pride? I have Nassau County Pride. Like, <laughs> yeah, much better than Suffolk. I, I, I guess so. I don't want to get uh, here from the uh, su- uh, from the Suffolk. Oh, they I don't want to fight. They I don't want to send letters. I don't want I don't want to fight with them. They're very argumentative. <laughs> yeah. Um, Can I interject? Yes. Can I ask, what do you know about this province? Scott St. Pierre is there. Yeah. Yes. SSP. He's the legend. Uh, Isn't uh, Vancouver in Saskatchewan? No, No. that's British Columbia. Uh, The Rough Riders, the the CFL team, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, right? In this show, there is a lot of Rough Riders paraphernalia and swag that people are wearing on their shirts or Mm -hmm. hats in the show. Yeah. Rider Pride is a real thing in Saskatchewan. Okay. Um, and just just a note is um, if you want to sound like you know about this province, you do not pronounce it Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan, like the number one. Saskatchewan. Okay. okay. Saskatchewan. It's, number one. it's the best province. Saskatchewan. Okay. And I always know that someone's not from there if they say Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's a point for you. Pointer. Okay. Okay. Karen, can you tell us about the Corner Gas movie? You know, I don't know too much about the movie because it sort of released quietly, but there was a lot of support for it. Um, I think they did they not have crowdfunding for it. Yes, they did. Well, I I, I, I don't know. I, I I'm saying I think they might have. Yeah. Um, and I think you know that the the movie plus the um animated series like it just it's kept the whole corner gas brand alive yes and um i think it's got a dedicated fan base will there be a corner gas the next generation highly doubt it okay um how could there be a coffee shop attached to the corner gas station i i was under the assumption that all canadians got their coffee from tim hortons right well, you know what? Um, I mean, do you not have like breakfast stops connected to your gas stations? <laughs> um, I think I th- th- there are probably some places like that, right, Keeve? I think so. I mean, it's not everyone. First of all, it's such a small town. I remember Haley once telling me that she's from a town so small there is no Tim Hortons. So I guess, like, oh my god, you need, you need you need to be like big time enough to even get a Timmy's in your town. Yeah. So we're learning a lot about Canada today. It's not just about TV, Rob. Okay, good. Good. 
Right. And I was going to say that it depends on where in Canada you are. If you are, I've been to every province, right? So if you were in Nova Scotia, which is on the East coast of Canada, you will see a Tim Hortons at pretty much every single town, even the small ones. Whereas it's true in Saskatchewan, if you're in a small enough town and maybe some other provinces like where Haley Strong is from, there may not be a Tim Hortons there. How did Corner Gas end? Is there a, a big finale? Did the gas station get sold? The gas station did not get sold. Um, I mean, it kind of sort of ends with Brent going on a comedy tour. Oh. (laughs) Pretty sure. um, Unless I'm getting confused with a different. And then I think he comes back. But um, I sort of watched the series in a very strange order. So that does happen. uh, But I can't remember if that happens at the very end. Um, But there is a point where he is supposed to be leaving and then he comes back. Is he an aspiring comic, the whole series? Um, I think it's something that he's sort of hidden, like as a hidden hobby. And then they discover that Brent is going off at strange times for like a sort of, I don't know, he goes to the city and no one knows why. And then they find out that he's a stand-up comic. Ah. Mm. But he had not picked up much steam in terms of like being a comic on the show until later. Karen, did Brent Butt work at a gas station prior to becoming a comedian? And that's the origin story for Corner Gas. He was, yeah, he was not doing comp. The idea in the story is that he was sort of doing this on the side, like his stand up comedy. And he had taken over the gas station for his father, Oscar. Okay. Akiva, did mm. you know that April 13th, is celebrated as Corner Gas Day. No, but if you remi- if someone sets a reminder, we can celebrate it on the podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, that was uh, signed into law on April 6, uh, 2009, when Saskatchewan Premier Brad Wall signed a proclamation that said April 13, 2009, is Corner Gas Day. Karen, and, uh, is it every year or just April 13, 2009 was Corner Gas Day? Definitely that day for sure. Um, it might have come up subsequent years, but I think it was more a big deal at the time. Plus, Brad Wall had appeared on the show. So I think that kind of gave him a way to sort of be part of it again. So. Okay. All right. Well, we could put that on the wheel. Uh, April 13th, uh, 2009, Corner Gas Day. Yeah. How should we everything. celebrate Corner Gas Day, Karen? Well, I think you've got to um, drink coffee out of one of those kind of like drip coffee machines. I think you have to go to a gas station and banter with the um, gas station. Oh, it could be a banter cast, but with the service. gas station attendants, our third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and in the movie theater that day, uh, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past was one of the most oh. popular movies at uh, that day. Mm. <laughs> Uh, all right, corner gas day. We'll I might be in the waiting room. Corner gas day, April 13th. Okay, Karen, is there anything else that uh, you want to tell us about corner gas, the series or this episode? Um, You know, I just, I want to say that it was beloved and it still is beloved. And I think that, you know, everyone sort of insisting that the show get covered proves that. Um, in general, I think it was really um like i really enjoyed it i watched quite a few episodes and like when i rewatched all the episodes for this um 
I just, a lot, I brought back a lot of good memories and I did remember a lot of the season. So um, yeah, I really liked it. And I'm really glad we got to talk about it today. Okay. All right. Akiva, any other questions for Karen? No, but I, I hope, you know, I, th- I think this is our favorite of the three shows. Uh, spoiler for the trailer park boys. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy you, you put this into our lives, Karen. Did you learn any, because I remember we sort of, this Canadian TV shows are trash kind of came out of um, Phil T's Canadian lingo idea. Did you learn some Canadian terms? We really should have been on the lookout. It's a good question. Um, I almost think this show is, is, really, it's the right right, uh, question for the next show, because there's so many terms in the next show that are so like Canada specific versus this show, which like could almost be like, you know, it, it you know, it's, it's American ish. So I, there's nothing I could really think right. of. What about you, Rob? No, uh, nothing uh, jumped out to me in uh, this episode other than uh, <laughs> the dad calling uh, somebody a jackass and uh, the pronunciation of his last name was Jack house. Um, <laughs> but Karen, what, what are some Canadian terms that we would learn on uh, corner gas? Well, in this show, part of the gag where Brent is tricking his dad into uh, insisting he's Canadian, there's a part where, you know, uh, he gives Oscar the opportunity to correct him that in Canada, we don't call, um, you know, carbonated beverage soda. We call it pop. So that was one. That's one word we use in Canada. Like we don't we used to basically say pop only. Um, in certain areas, um, we didn't really say soda as much, or we'd say soda pop. Mm-hmm. And then also restroom. We don't say the word restroom here. We commonly use the word washroom. Washroom. I picked up on that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Akiva, should we here on out uh, refer to the restroom as the washroom? All right. If we have to say it on the podcast, we will. We will try and use washroom only. Okay. If anybody I mean, uses washroom, right. like, we have a rule dating back four years that we don't Google things. We dogpile them. And that's really fallen to the wayside on this <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah, got to get back in there. Okay. All right. Karen, uh, thank you so much. If people want to follow you on social media, where can they find more Karen from Canada? They can find me on Twitter at, um, at Careplane, K-A-R-E-P-L-A-N-E, like airplane, Careplane. And um, that's where you can find some of my um, wand off links and more. Yeah. Karen, I know this is a survivor free podcast. Mm, not the but, type of show. Uh, do, you, do you follow any of the international survivor in the off season? Or are you just resting up for Survivor 39? I'm resting up for 39. Karen, did we talk about uh, if people want to watch Corner Gas? So where is there a place online where they could find more episodes? They can watch um, Corner Gas on Amazon Prime if they're in America. Oh. In Canada, um, you might be able to find it on CTV online or um, on YouTube. And for international viewers, they can watch it on YouTube as well. Yeah, all the, all the episodes, not, I don't know about all, but many episodes are just full on YouTube. They're not really taking them down. Okay. All right. Karen, thank you so much and uh, appreciate you uh, talking Corner Gas mm-hmm. with us. Thank you for having me. All right, Akiva, let's now talk about our third and final show that we're going to be talking about here on Canadian Shows Are Trash. Uh, what's up next? Uh, I wanted to, t- you know, first of all, I wanted to talk to like a new fresh voice that we'd never heard from right. in the history of Renap. <laughs> so I figured let's get our old friend Puya 
who we haven't heard from <laughs> since uh, seven days. And last time we heard from him, we were, you know, in the middle of, uh, you know, a, a treacherous journey from through uh, Kansas, Missouri and Oregon. OK, one of the survivors of the Oregon Trail. Oh, don't rub it in. Here <laughs> is Puya. Puya, how are you? I'm doing really well. You know, we made it through a long trip across the Oregon Trail. I've had a week to recuperate and I'm feeling pretty good. The uh, Akiva Memorial still going on. We miss him. <laughs> here uh, lies Akiva. Yeah, here lies Akiva drowned in the river. Mm-hmm. We're good now. A lot, of, a lot of talk, Rob, that it was an intentional drowning. A lot of people think <laughs> that you were sick of me after two hours on the Oregon Trail and you hooked a quick right and, and killed me. And people people really think that uh, you have a lot of explaining to do. I don't think you can control who you murder on the Oregon Trail. <laughs> oh, you said the word murder. Even. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, that would be quite the caper. I, yeah. I mean, we easily could have lost Puya and Jenny at yeah. that point also. So I, I wouldn't have messed around like that. But by the way, a follow up to last week's episode, we have a, a medical expert opinion from our buddy, Dr. Jen. We Jenny uh, famously last week broke both of her both legs or broke a leg twice. And we discussed whether it's better to break the same leg twice or to break your right leg once and your left leg once. Hmm. And Dr. Jen said it is much I should be much more concerned if a patient broke a uh, different leg. She said if you broke the same leg twice, often it would just mean that it never really healed the first time. And you're essentially re-breaking the same break. Whereas yeah. uh, if you bring two different legs, you may have a bone density. I think that was the word you used, Uh-oh. a bone density okay. issue. Oof. All right. Okay. All right. So uh, break the same leg twice, Jenny. Okay. That's what they should say to people before a big show. Mm-hmm. Break the same leg yes. twice. <laughs> okay. All right. Puya, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. And I'm excited to be on this uh, this little podcast here to talk about what could be a very, very controversial show. <laughs> Puya, I noticed on Twitter you are following 500 people. Is that exact or that did you intentionally keep that at a round number like 500? Well, every now and then it's a it's a good uh, number for me to like purge. Am I okay? There's a lot of people. I'm not going to see all these tweets on my timeline. So let me look and check. I think as of last night, I am at 501. So maybe after this podcast, we'll uh, remove someone from. Yeah. Oh, can we go through and cut someone for you right now? I actually like doing that. By the way, I I have um, any Rob will do anything not talk about the trailer park boys, which is the show we're talking about today. Um, (laughs) I I keep mine under 200 at all times. You're at 199, according to uh, this. Yeah, I always I'm always under you, you should unfollow at freezing cold takes or at old takes exposed. And my, my reason is I thought of that account like six years ago and I started like the exact same idea. It was called great predictions or bad or like good predi- or whatever it was. And I would just retweet horrible predictions. And within like two weeks, I got hacked and could not get the account back. And I didn't start it up again. But I had this hmm. idea years before he did. OK, all right. So you want me to revenge your non-existing yes, Twitter by unfollowing now. old takes exposed and cutting it down. Okay. There you go. All right. So All right. here we are, Puya, talking about Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> now, wh- how did we get to this point? How did we get to the point where you said, okay, this is a staple of Canadian TV show, Trailer Park Boys? Well, um, to continue the storyline from last week of the uh, the controversy, whether or not I was going to be on this podcast and being assured that I was when I wasn't sure, um, me and Akiva were talking behind the scenes trying to figure out what what should be the third. What should be the third on this, um, not necessarily a Mount Rushmore, but a trident 
of well, Canadian, the Canadian yes. Yeah, the Canadian Mount Rushmore only has three prime ministers because nobody can name more than that, I think. Yes. <laughs> um, that, and, and the Canadian Mount Rushmore, I believe, has, has the band Rush. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's just two Doug Fords, I think, is really why, why, why it's only three because he's so big. Ooh, Rob Ford. I might have messed that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right, please. So, all right, give us the backstory. Yeah, so so we were trying to determine what 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 should be the third and what can I contribute for the third. And um I'm not going to lie, I'm still uh, pretty new to the Canadian media scene. It's been a been a minute. Um and the one show that I felt comfortable enough to a talk about and B know that honestly this is kind of what I have seen to be a show that a lot of people grew up with is like their high school show kind of thing, their college show. And it was the trailer park boys. And my backstory with this show is that I watched this when I lived with my four engineer roommates uh, back in my third year of university Mm -hmm. and they were all big fans. And I joined in, watched it from top to bottom. And then we went and watched the uh, third feature film in the theater. And we were actually fun story. Uh, So that movie was, um, called don't legalize it <laughs> and the the plot centered around one of the uh, one of the characters wanting to prevent canada from legalizing weed because it would prevent their grow up business from uh, continuing mm. so they shot a scene at parliament hill in ottawa on 420 which um 420 here is celebrated on Parliament Hill, everyone shows up to the lawn mm-hmm. and uh, smokes one up at yeah. 420. And I was in attendance that day yes. when they did this, not now, knowing that that's what's that's what was going down. Uh, is it true that 420 April 20th is commonly referred to in Canada as a one week after corner gas day? <laughs> <laughs> Just to the 13. Yeah, the, the diehards definitely go that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you are you aware of corner gas day or is that only an, a, a saskatchewan thing i think it's more of a saskatchewan thing but it could also be more of a universally on the universe nationally thing i am just one of the ones that did not know that okay all right yeah. so here we are trailer park boys <laughs> and i had not ever heard of so i, I turned it on and I, I didn't I think I might have heard the, the words Trailer Park Boys, but I, I had no idea what I was actually turning on. And, you know, is this is this fiction? Is this a true story? Like, I have no idea. I, I for whatever reason, I thought it was a prank show. Um, <laughs> like, I, 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 I did, too. I also thought it was a prank show. Yeah, maybe and is I it, thought like, it was American. Yeah. Uh, and also, what about if we rename this podcast Trailer Pod Boys, Rob? Trailer Pod Boys. Is it because it's like jerky boys make prank phone calls? Is that I thought any, any show with boys is uh, yeah, people doing pranks? Connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Uh, but here we are. Trailer Park Boys. Could you explain what the show is? Yeah, so the show is based in Sunnyvale Trailer Park in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, and it primarily focuses on the lives of three lifelong friends who reside within this trailer park known as Julian, Ricky and Bubbles, the beloved. Mm -hmm. And these three um, boys, young boys, well, not young, they're older, but they have a friendship and they also have various money-making schemes that they try and come up with to make money during yes. their time in the trailer park. And they're usually foiled by the trailer park supervisor, Jim Leahy, <laughs> and his assistant slash lover slash partner, uh, Randy, a.k.a. Cheeseburger Randy. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> what I was not expecting was there to be like this intricate of a plot on the show, Puya, that it seems like that this was not like a self-contained story where there was like an ongoing plot where after the 22 minutes episode of uh, the show that I watched, then the story was going on. Like this was not like a self-contained uh, story. Yeah, no, typically it's almost like every season has its own story arc, primary story arc. And the the running gag is at the end of every season, the boys end up in jail. And then at the start of every new season, they're back out from jail and they're doing a new uh, business. They're starting a new scheme. They're figuring out a new thing. But for the most part, that season usually has a storyline that's going on throughout. Yeah, I I did think that the uh, best description of this after I watched the episode, I looked on Wikipedia And uh, the show was described by the uh, creator, uh, Mike Clattenburg, who does not appear on the show, correct? It's not like a Brent Butt situation? No, no, he's not (laughs) on the show. Yes. Uh, So that he describes the show as that he was watching cops and he wanted to do. What if I did a show about this reality show perspective of the people being arrested on cops? Yeah. Now, that's a very well put description for it, because fun fact, it is a mockumentary. And the fun fact here is that this show was probably the first mockumentary because it was about four months before the British office. So ahead of its time. Ahead of its time, Akiva. Wow. Is, well, is The Office the first mock? I mean, it's not the, like all the, like uh, the first known. The, the, there's a bunch of movie documentaries. Maybe this was well, what's the famous one? The uh, Spinal Tap, right? That's like sort of a, a, a movie mockumentary where they so. That's but it's, the, it's and what about The Office England? Was this before the British office? Or yeah, that's, office what, that's what he just office. said. Yeah, it's the British okay. office. Yeah. All right. So this is the first one, I guess. Okay. Yeah. All right. Trailer Park Boys. Why this specific episode uh, did uh, this get picked? So I uh, polled the engineers because they are lifelong fans. Yes. And they gave (laughs) me two. (laughs) They gave me two from this season. They gave me uh, the one that I picked for you guys, which was I am the effing liquor. Mm-hmm. Um, or I am the liquor. And then there was another one, which was Jim Leahy is an effing drunk and he always will be. <laughs> and I was told to go here because season five is like prime show middle of the series. And this episode kind of encapsulates everyone's characteristics and traits to a T. And I am the liquor is one of the most powerful lines set on this show, which you can take from that, which you will. Mm-hmm. Puyo, <laughs> did, you, did you think we were going to understand what was going on in the show? Because we have an update for you. <laughs> um well i'm excited because i after because i had to pick an episode and then once they gave it to me i had to watch it myself before i gave it to you so i was Mm -hmm. sure i felt like this was the right one and i was like this is going to raise a lot more questions than give them answers oh yes but i don't think there's an episode that's going to give you all the answers anyways so i was excited to hear your takes because i also forgot how raunchy this show really is until watching the episode now Outside of the engineers, how popular of a show is Trailer Park Boys? Uh, pretty popular. So I went to university at Carleton University here in Ottawa, and we had a tunnel system uh, for the winter. So if you're trying to get to classes, to different buildings, we had a tunnel system that went from the dorms all the way around the campus. And um, every year, every floor of every a dorm house kind of got their own little space to draw a mural to represent their floor. And there were a lot of trailer park boys inspired ones out there. And Mm. I do think this is, yeah. And this is kind of the show that I feel like 
the Harold and Kumar fans of the college years are into or the Cheech and Chong fans are mm-hmm. into if if you if you pick up what I'm putting down here. I so think it's I definitely, got it. Yeah, it's definitely popular friendly, within that. Even crowd. though this is a 413 yeah. friendly show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, trailer Park Boys. Uh, this episode, uh, Akiba, could you give the a synopsis of what happens in this episode? <laughs> no, I can't. No. I'll give you the, the sort of like the one line wiki synopsis, which is Leahy's on the ta- Leahy is hot on the trail of the hash driveway, and Julian and Ricky come at odds with each other. I was literally watching the show with the specific Trailer Park fandom wiki open and i still didn't know what scenes i was watching yeah like i was reading what was happening and i still didn't know if that was correlating with what was going on on screen okay so (laughs) there's a a lot of talk in this episode about the hash driveway uh Mm -hmm. this is and and i was very confused oh yes is this is is the hash driveway is this literally a driveway that is uh made out of hash or is this a euphemism for something no, that is correct. So they have commandeered a bunch of hash, and in order to hide it from Jim Leahy, the trailer park supervisor, they've paved it onto Julian's driveway um, as a hash driveway. So the, the entire driveway is a one big brick of hash that they're hiding. Okay. Yes. We don't really see it during the episode, right? Yeah, no. So the they hint at it when uh, Corey and Trevor, the uh, other two characters on the show, who are usually the lackeys of Julian, uh, Ricky, and Bubbles, and they worship Julian and Ricky, are tasked with staying at the driveway and just keeping an eye on it to prevent Leahy from figuring out what's going on. So they're kind of like guard watch there while everyone's going around doing their own thing. Right. And then they're trying to buy out. They're using the bail money for the dad to buy out the trailer that has the hash driveway. Is that correct? Right. So Julian um, has lost his trailer because he was in prison and then the trailer was commandeered and he's trying to buy it back from Leahy. And Ricky's dad uh, was uh, got on a drunken disorderly is in prison. And the storyline of this episode is they're trying to get the money to both bail out Ricky's dad and also get the trailer back and have Julian not live in a tent anymore. But then Julian decides to go rogue and instead of paying the bail money, just gives the money to Leahy in an attempt to get his trailer back and not live in a tent anymore. Okay. So this episode that we watched was part of the uh, initial initial original run of Trailer Park Boys, but are, the Trailer Park Boys are, are back in a, on Netflix. Is that correct? Yeah, so about 2014, um, the three primary actors, so Ricky, Julian, Bubbles, they purchased the rights of the show from the producers, and they put it on their own network, and then they partnered up with Netflix and have since gone on to produce many more seasons. They've had specials um, this throughout is Europe. Trailer Park Boys, The Next Generation? Or are these uh, the original characters? All the original characters, some of them left and then they introduced one or two. But for the most part, it's been the same, the same cast throughout the series, the run of the series. Mm -hmm. Keith, how do you think that Aaron is handling the fact that Trailer Park Boys is currently in production on uh, new episodes and there is no current version of the grassy fan community, which, by the way, sounds pretty, you know, uh, intimidating. I think they would beat up like your survivor community. (laughs) Um, the, the, uh, it it can't be going well, right? Degrassi's got the big name, the new kids on the block, the trailer park boys are just crushing them. Yeah. 
That's what you get when you lose Drake. Mm. Do you think? Do you think that's the key? They need to get Drake back in the. I don't know how that. Like he's the teacher now. Yeah. Well, now that Lizzie McGuire is getting rebooted on uh, Disney Plus, I feel like that's the move. Bring Drake back as a teacher or some kind of even a custodian, yeah. even a principal. Put him, make him the screech of the series. I feel like you have a good. Shot I'm sure. That, why so. wouldn't Drake sign up to be the screech of the series? I'm sure he's got nothing <laughs> exactly. better going yeah. on. Now, <laughs> Puya, does uh, the Trailer Park Boys, do they enjoy uh, success on Netflix? Because really the key on Netflix is uh, that once you get up to the third season, Netflix usually cancels you. <laughs> so how are the Trailer Park Boys self-funded? How have they been, been uh, managing to avoid cancellation on Netflix? So they've done really well for themselves. The, through the movies, they became more of a cult following. They grew a cult following in America. And then once they ended up on Netflix, they've had a very good string of success with bringing on celebrities. They've had Snoop Dogg on the show. They've had Jimmy Kimmel on the show. They've had Doug Benson on the show. So they've kind of started making their moves there. They've been enjoying very nice, quiet success on Netflix. I mean, like I was about to say, they've got a bunch of specials where they ended up touring Europe and doing specials for Netflix through there, one hour offs here and there. And now they've got a spinoff that was released this year. It's an animated series and it just continues off where they left off with the original. So I don't know if they're going to be continuing producing real life content, but they are continuing the show as an animated series at the moment. Okay. Is the animated series uh, canonical to the live action series? Yeah, they complete uh, continue the original release. They're just continuing on where they left off pretty much. Okay. Is it too yeah. expensive to make live action episodes? Why animated episodes? So there's a couple reasons that go in here. They have lost a bunch of their original characters, which like they've been able to manage with that because obviously the story revolves around the three main characters, which is Julian, Ricky, right. and Bubbles. Uh, but Jim Leahy was a very important part of that cast. Yes. Jim Leahy is kind of like the goat of this. Right. And he was old in the season five episode that we watched yeah. from 2005. Yeah. And unfortunately, as of last year, the actor John Dunsworth, who plays uh, Jim Leahy, has passed away yeah. uh, as of October 2017. So I think part of the reason was to be able to maybe bring him back in some capacity yeah. and have him live on through there because it, it does change the narrative of the show a lot without him there. OK. All right. Yeah. They couldn't recast him. They couldn't do a, a Furley Roper thing. There's no I mean, the episode I gave you guys was one of the best Jim Leahy ones. And honestly, he cannot be replaced. He is very important as the role of the drunk. Mm. Very important. Yeah, um, I did like it when Leahy was working out his budget where that uh, he was like, uh, all right, well, I've got all this money. So that's $100 for groceries and then $1,100 for liquor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Akiva, uh, what else about Trailer Park Boys? I just think like it, it's funny because uh, Karen from Hannah asked us about with the corner gas episode, like, do we you know, are there any sort of like Canadianisms that we see here? And this whole episode is a lot of Canadianisms, but they're so like it's such a um, specific language that I almost can't understand what they're saying. It's really hard to follow. <laughs> you don't know who's who and you barely know what they're saying. Is there, I also I have a, like I have a question. So yes. this, sort of like in America, they would say I'm not sure if we could still use this term like white trash. And I know there's like a British version of the term. Is there a Canadian idea of sort of like the, like the white trash uh, Canadian? Is that a thing? And if so, what's the word? 
Um, I wouldn't know of the word. I, to my knowledge, white trash has been kind of the only term I've heard to describe that kind of situation. Uh-huh. But I do think the Trailer Park Boys are an encapsulation of what that would be like up in Nova Scotia in the middle of a. And I believe park. everyone so, is white, right? I think the main character it is an almost all, if not all, white cast, right? It's a pretty yeah. It's a white ensemble. You've got a character named J Rock who is an aspiring white rapper who believes he's black. He doesn't mm-hmm. believe that he's not black. Okay. And his uh, sidekick T is the only non-white person on the show who is actually black. Uh huh. Which you guys didn't see on your episode. Yeah. But then everyone else is white on the show. Okay. Uh, Akiva, the creator of Trailer Park Boys, uh, Mike Clattenburg. Yeah. Uh, I went to go look up what his Twitter following looks okay. like. This is very unusual. Uh, his Twitter account is uh, locked. His tweets are protected. Ooh, maybe he had Ooh. a little controversy there. Yeah. Is he, is uh, he a hot taker? Should we get him for the hot takeoff, Puya? Why is he, why is he well, locked? And he writes, I tweet on Insta. So I guess he's trying to drive traffic to oh, maybe his like Instagram a person who's just on Instagram. Is that it? Could be possible. We should find his Insta. It's just also I do think I got to at this point. I think Akiba, I should stay followed on the old takes exposed just in case his stuff comes up. Oh, that's so, true. But it's it's private. Uh, yeah. so you can't retweet somebody who's private, actually. Hmm. So you can't true. find that account. Okay. All right. Uh, so Trailer Park Boys now I, with the animated show, Puya, are they still making new live action episodes or is it all on the animated series now? Not that I know of. I believe because the, the, the three, the Julian, Ricky and Bubbles have toured as a comedic trio. They've made their rounds. They've come to Ottawa. They've been in Europe and they're famously known for never being out of character, no matter where they are. When they did an interview on Jimmy Kimmel's show promoting trailer park boys they stayed in characters that's I do interesting yeah so i do believe they still intend on doing live action stuff moving forward maybe in the form of a movie maybe in the form of more specials but i think as far as like commitment to episodes and seasons it seems like for now they've moved on to animation it would be interesting though if they ended up doing a couple of seasons of animation and then jump back into live action and continue on from there yeah the roller coaster Kiva, you don't see that a lot other than you know yeah, Sasha Baron well, Cohen does American, it, in, but yeah. and um, you know Ron Burgundy uh, sometimes will Ron show Burgundy up. Should on break things. character at this point. It's funny because, like, listen, I was as big of Anchorman movie when I was yeah. a kid as anybody. The Anchorman podcast, it, like, I've never heard it, but uh, people have like posted clips to show how bad it is. And now you have, I think, like, if I'm not mistaken, I think Kamala Harris maybe went on it recently. If I, I Kamala Harris there. went on the Anchorman <laughs> podcast, I believe so. Right? I, I, I could be wrong, but I think she. It's like I've heard clips from there, and it's so insane. You didn't hear bad. that He's, from Tulsi Gabbard, did you? No. <laughs> no. Well, Tulsi Gabbard went, but then thought that it was. I. I don't. I. I, I don't. It, it just Ron Burgundy, the character, needs to go away for a little while. Hmm. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, Ron Burgundy interviews 2020 presidential candidate Kamala Harris. I guess That's that crazy. really that really did happen. Yeah, I didn't. I thought it <laughs> yeah. was like, oh, was that like a fever dream I had? Because that sounds like something it could have been. I'm sure it was unlistenable. I mean, that's whoever her campaign chief is has got to get fired. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. No, that's uh, <laughs> I think that's a faux pas. Elizabeth Warren would never. Don't do it. Yeah. OK. <laughs> All right. Um, update on Mike Clamberg's tw- uh, Instagram. That okay. is also private. What? Well, but so he tweets on Insta. Yeah, yeah but it's, you can't see you can't it. And see he only it. has nine thousand followers there. He must hmm. have had some big scandal recently. Why else would he be locked down everywhere? 
Yeah, no, something's up. Maybe he's going to be on the next season of uh, Survivor or something. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, it's more likely like he got busted, you know, some girlfriend <laughs> yeah. busted him doing something. Yeah, and that, like, that it was a mishap now. with a couple of his friends while he was on a stagecoach uh, traveling uh, from coast to coast. <laughs> and now people are asking him a lot of questions about what's going on. That would okay. be funny if you went private because like I, I, I will not, you know, I will not address the rumors that I kill. what do you think? Do you think Rob killed me on purpose last week? No, I think I think when you guys get to the mailbag, you should uh, consider uh, Robin and Kiva have a trial and you guys bring in Millennial Judge. Oh, uh, for that episode. Yeah. And you okay. bring in witnesses, you know, witnesses to the crime mm-hmm. and people that have watched it and uh, really get to the bottom of this. Have a question and answer segment. I think mm-hmm. that, that I think yeah. it's worth investigating. Well, Puya, I, I will say that also just hypothetically speaking that I did yes. get a lot of feedback from people that if I did murder Akiva, that I would have had just cause for the gross mishandling that Akiva had of the rations on last week's oh, Oregon Trail. Mishandling? You guys oh, made it. We, it was that, great. We, we, everybody, you, eat, you die. I know everyone said yeah. it, but they're wrong. Everybody we, said that what you ate filling rations the entire <laughs> time. That's uh, no, nobody's ever done that Rob, before. We, four out of five people made it till the very end. Health, I like, I died, but not of health reasons. Like, four <laughs> to five of us made it to the end. That's the way to do it. If you, is, if you, is if it you possible? go to rations, you die, you get, you get typhoid, you get uh, diphtheria, I don't know, and you die. Is it possible that the raft might have been a little more aerodynamic had the rations not been so filling the whole time? <laughs> so we were fat because we didn't have any food left at the end. <laughs> the raft was uneven. <laughs> That's why yeah. you crashed into yeah. the wall and then missed the landing. I don't know. Yeah. The People want a sequel, by the way. I don't know how we do a sequel to that episode. But. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you in the mailbag. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we have anything, right. anything else on, because I have one more thing before we get to the mailbag, if, uh, if we have nothing else on Trailer Park Boys. Um, Puya, anything else on Trailer Park Boys? Um, not really. Uh, the show does have a big following, like we've discussed. And there are two things, because once I was told I have to give you an episode to encapsulate it, and I started going back and looking at it, there are a lot of other things I wish I could show you, because there are there is a lot of gold. And if you go look at Rickyisms on YouTube, you will find all the things Ricky says that are too close, like close but no cigars. Uh, Ricky is infamous for coining the term getting two birds stoned at once, which is his take on <laughs> yes, <laughs> two birds, one stone. Are, are uh, these he, like uh, Jacksonologies? Is yeah, it a exactly. Rolodex of Rickyisms? Yeah, Rolodex of Rickyisms. There are also, uh, quote unquote, uh, poopisms or the S word for it that describe all the things that Leahy says, because Leahy is famous for just putting that word in front of anything and mm-hmm. making it a making it his own term. So if you look up Rickyisms, that's a fun thing to see. And uh, that's about where I'd leave. Isn't you there a character who gets shot in like every episode also? <laughs> <laughs> there are people get shot. There are bottle kids which just throw bottles at everybody. There's scenes where people are getting pelted by beer bottles here and there but nobody got shot in the episode we watched right no that doesn't happen all that often um but when it does it's out of control Mm -hmm. it's always out of control yeah Yeah. yeah. ricky has 19 a list of like injuries he has 19 and most of them are bullets 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I think that this is a kind of a a fun thing to track in terms of the uh, episodes that uh, cannot be said in front of uh, <laughs> a lot of curse you know, words in the episode titles. It's in crazy. the episode titles, you know, we uh, we track this all yeah. through Seinfeld, and uh, you know, the Friends are all uh, the the one with blank. Uh, but I've never seen obscenities yeah. in uh, the t- in the episode. <laughs> titles uh of of the season 12 episodes i think i can say about <laughs> six of them yeah can i can i read a few just a few that i see here the bear yeah. pimp project the s blizzard <laughs> i banged lucy and knocked her up no big deal i'm not gay i love lucy wait a second maybe i am gay mm-hmm. dear santa claus go f yourself yeah f community college let's get drunk and eat chicken fingers there's a lot of great now, uh, F Community College is it? The, is it the letter F or is it the word? No, I listen. This is a, this is a family show. People listen okay. to cars with their kids. I don't. I, <laughs> yes. No. No. Okay. Well, I would say <laughs> F F word. Yeah. <laughs> the um, all the episode titles are direct quotes either pulled from Ricky or Jim Leahy from that episode. <laughs> and in uh, doing my research on prepping with the statistics. The the F word is used an average 50 times per episode and the S word is used an average of 35 to 40 times per episode during the show's running. Yeah. Uh, also that uh, Puya, do you watch the show Scom? Never heard of it. <laughs> uh, oh, it's man. like the uh, the new Degrassi. Uh, Kiva, these are the episodes. These are the Norwegian translations of the episodes of Scom. Episode <laughs> one. Uh, you look like a slut. Uh, there's also, uh, episode four is go for it. You little slut. Uh, friends with the one with slut in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, there are some, some inappropriately titled episodes of, uh, scum. Uh, interesting. Should we put scum on? I know we're not up to the mail again. Should we put scum in like season three, episode seven in the in the fishbowl? Well, if we end up doing uh, Norwegian shows are trash, I okay. think that scum is. Aaron can come back and talk about uh, scum. Okay. Uh, what was the other thing you wanted to do? Oh, you right, wanted so to watch two things. So now we've watched all three shows. We've discussed all three shows. So Puya, our, our, for the Canadian shows, we're going to give one show a lifetime supply of poutine. One show gets to play one game of nice. whirly ball, and one show is stuck in the Yukon right. territories for the rest of its life. So Robin, those Northwest territories, where that is, Yukon is different than Northwest territory. No, I think it's Yukon territory is the Northwest territories. No, uh, Puya, yeah, right? no, I'll allow it. You'll allow it, but okay. te- I mean, a, those are different provinces, right? right so where is for the Northwest territories? That sounds more generic, but fine. Yeah, a, I am a Yukon fan, so it would be good to be. Safe they are. There. They are separate, though. Yeah. yeah. So, Rob, okay. what are we doing? Are we are we is corner gas getting the poutine? Yeah. Uh, you are only saying that you're a fan of uh, the Yukon because of their uh, famous uh, Yukon women's basketball team. Yeah. Well, the men's and the women's <laughs> basketball team, not the football team, which stinks. But yeah, yeah. not not why 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 Yes. You wouldn't think that they, you know, have a, a ton of, you know, uh, competition all the way up there. Uh, out by Alaska to play against for the Yukon women's basketball team. I'm sure that's some tough road trips. I'm sure like the junior <laughs> hockey teams have to go like 20 hours traveling. to play every game. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so uh, are you asking for my votes yet? Yeah. What's your vote? What's your vote? What gets the poutine? What gets the whirly ball? What gets stuck in purgatory in the Yukon territories? <laughs> okay. So 
I feel like that a corner gas was my uh, was my favorite. Mm-hmm. I, I give them the the poutine. Okay. Uh, and then I feel like that Degrassi uh, is just it, it's not for me. Uh, and there's uh, like uh, 800 episodes uh, and I feel like that if I was in the right state of mind, uh, I feel like that I could get down the trailer park boys rabbit hole. Yeah. And then I think that Degrassi is just uh, there was a time and a place. And I think I could have I could have gotten on board at some point. But, you know, as a 40 year old man, I just don't think that <laughs> Degrassi is, is, yeah. is right for me. Yeah. What if you started binging the grassy now? Just telling Nicole, like, yeah, I'm watching like a Canadian team soap from the 90s or the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like that uh, the Trailer Park Boys, I, I think, would probably reward the binge mm-hmm. uh, more. I think, I think than- this might have been a show and not to blame Puya, but to blame Puya. I think we probably should have watched the pilot here. Maybe like it was just so hard to follow. I, I'm sure it is a funny show. It was very hard to know what's going on. There's a lot of characters saying a lot of mumbly jumbo things. I'm going to give the the whirly ball to Degrassi, but I'm not out on any of these shows. I think they're probably all good. But I guess to answer the overall question, Rob, are Canadian TV shows trash? <laughs> no, um, I, I don't think so. I mean, I think if you were going to compare to uh, American TV shows, uh, there's a lot of American TV shows that are that are trash. So probably, probably way all more. TV, yeah. all, all TV is trash, okay. but... Um, you know, I, I think that it's trash in like the uh, nicest of ways. Mm-hmm. All right, can we do one more thing, Rob, for two minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Right, so Jessica Lise, a non-Canadian listener, but a person who grew up right next to Canada in uh, Montana. I think she grew up in Montana. Yes. So she used to pick up the Lethbridge AB networks on antenna and it was a huge part of her childhood. She still quotes these Canadian PSAs that she sent us on the reg. They're they're not, go- not they're not commercials per se, she says, but rather government funded PSAs. So can we watch one in real time? There's only a minute or so and yeah. uh, and sort of live react to it. And she picked one called Body Break. Yes. OK. Now, also, just to give some other backstory on this, that the Body Break couple then appeared on, I believe it was the Canadian Amazing Race. Uh, I think in the first season of Canadian Amazing Race. Do I have Do I have that right? Or were they on the U.S. Amazing Race? I wouldn't be able to tell you. I'm not yes. Sure. Okay. Uh, Amazing Race Canada. Yes. Uh, so all right. So this is uh, so this is this first link that she sent. Mm-hmm. And Puya, I sent okay. it to you too. Okay, so yeah, uh, I'm just going to play the audio here and then uh, if uh, I will go ahead, if, uh, we'll put the link in the in the show notes if people want to watch along with us. I'll give you a three to one countdown when I'm going to hit when I'm going to hit start on this. OK, mm-hmm. all right, here we go. All right. So I'm going to hit play uh, at uh, one. OK, all right, here we go. Three, two, one. Body break. With Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod. Mets hat. Mets hat. There you go. Is it the same guy in a Mets hat or are there a million people wearing Mets hats? No, here? same kid. What are, what are Many we... parents believe okay. that by nature, kids are physically fit, but the truth is, most aren't. Playground activities provide little fitness benefit, and it's up to all of us, parents, teachers, and schools, to provide our kids with a quality, daily, physical education program. That's why the Canadian Association for Health, Physical Education and Recreation, along with Fitness Canada, recommend that a quality program includes activities to increase the fitness of your child's heart and lungs. 
as well as having activities that combine muscular strength and endurance to improve their coordination and stamina. Such a program requires your school to set aside three to five hours per week in order to be beneficial. This offers your children the opportunity to appreciate the wide range of fitness experiences and activities. The best blend is a combination of individual and group activities, encouraging a high level of participation. And don't forget, <laughs> fit and active parents are the best role models their children could have. So until next time, keep fit and have fun. Okay. Okay, that was the Canadian PSAs are are, are trash. Mm-hmm. Yes, I don't know what uh, we're really supposed to glean from that. I, I was expecting more curling in like they, they just had like a montage of Canadian kids playing sports. I was cross hoping country, for more Canadian yeah. sports. We had some cross country skiing. I was hoping for some curling and whirly ball. Mm. Apuya, are you a big whirly ball guy? Uh, can't say that I am. Yeah, can't say that I am. Okay. Yeah, I'm just getting into curling. There's one other here. Uh, don't put it in your mouth. I kind of feel like that. Um, okay. you know, that sounds yeah. like a, a Trailer Park Boys episode title. So I feel okay. like that uh, I'm tempted to uh, hit play here from 1993. All right. All I right. will hit play three, two, one. Why do you think your mommy or daddy are always telling you don't put that in your mouth? Let's find out. Hi, kids. Why are we on television anyway? We're here to tell a little story. These about are blue why muppets. You put things into your mouth when you don't know what they are, and why you should never take anything a stranger tries to give you. Why not? Because if you ate somebody else's medicine, some bad food, or some poison, you could get very sick. Ugh! I don't want to be sick. And that's why before you eat anything, you should always ask someone you love if it's okay. Okay, I love you. Can I eat the guitar? No, oh. but but you can help me sing a song about eating things that don't belong inside you. Okay, I wasn't really hungry anyway. Well, wait, maybe a little bit. Okay, everybody, if you see something that you want to eat before you do anything, remember this song. Don't you put it in your mouth. Don't you put it in your mouth. Don't you stuff it in your face. Don't stuff it in your face. No, it might look good to eat. No, it might look good to eat. And it might look good to taste. And it might look good to taste. You could get sick. Okay. All right. <laughs> we got the point. Can can that be the outro for the episode? <laughs> for every this episode or all the episodes? I will start with this one, and we'll see if uh, if it if it takes the it gets theme. All right. I have to yeah. Thank you, from Jessica Lee's for yes. an American who's sending us uh, Canadian PSAs. Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, the uh, early '90s got started with the song uh, "Don't Put It in Your Mouth." Yeah, yeah, that gets the poutine from me, hands down. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, that may have been the best thing we watched. Hey, okay. Rob, do you ever? That is like a nerve when you have little kids. That's like a big fear, right? You can't have little like toys around. The, the little boys will eat anything. No, I'm constantly uh, like, uh, stop, stop. Why, why, why are you putting that thing in your mouth? What are you, yeah. that, why, why is that Lego in your mouth? What's What's the worst thing your kids have eaten or almost eaten? Because my daughter, when she, my oldest, when she was like six months old. Uh, she ate a candy, but it had like a little bit of the um, like uh, tin foil, like aluminum foil on it. Oh, yeah. And you, you can't really digest that. So she was like turned like blue. It was very scary for a second. And eventually she spit it out. Uh, the kids constantly are putting toys in their mouth. But I do not believe that anybody has uh, swallowed any toys. 
All right. That's good. Don't put it in your mouth. You could sing them the song now and they'll get it, Rob. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, no comment. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Puya, great job once again. You, uh, is there Thank anything you. that could come up on the wheel that we could get three weeks in a row? I was Puya. thinking we've ne- there's never been a three time guest yet. Nobody's been Repeat. on the episode. Nobody's, Nobody's been on the that. podcast three times. Uh, I don't know if anybody's even been on two in a row like Puya's, but. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll think about it when we get to the mailbag in a second. We'll think about what how we could include Puya, and we could have the Puya triple crown. No promises, but who knows? Yeah. Yes. The only thing I can think of is after well, the we'll feud, get to the mailbag. Let's, let's not spoil the mail. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. All right. Puya, where can people uh, hear more from you? Uh, they can hear me on uh, Friday mornings, Puya Fridays, on the uh, live feed updates with Taryn. Uh, it's been a good ride so far. Show's heating up. Everything's good. We had two eviction parties for the price of one last mm-hmm. week, and things are just getting better and better. So Friday mornings, that's where you can find me. Otherwise, on all major platforms at Puyaism. Puya, will will there be an eviction party uh, this Friday? Well, uh, the uh, we'll find out by tonight. Uh, this is on a Saturday. Feeds are down. Yeah, we'll yeah, see what <laughs> no, I'm still uh, that. Uh, I used to wonder if prank weekends in uh, no eviction party. I was I was on the in that camp as well, and then I was uh, laughed out the the house for that one. Yeah. Like, nope, you're wrong. So I we'll see. Like, I feel like this is still it's a non-zero yeah. chance. Uh, people are uh, talking about like this is uh, so uh, so out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. It's not over you guys can talk about this. Julie. All right. All right. Take it easy. Take it easy. Okay. All right. Let's get into the mailbag. Okay. All right, Akiba. We've got our mailbag. Puya, back to back mailbags. Uh, this has got to be a first, right? I don't. I mean, we don't have. We got to ask Will from America or some other record keeper, but I think so. We're going to try and figure Sterling out how we can get him on three episodes in a row. Yeah. So yes, so we've added somebody to. She couldn't be with us for the Oregon Trail, uh, but here she is uh, making her mailbag debut. Please welcome in Kirsten McKinnis. Hello, I'm here. I've arrived. I felt like I needed to be involved in the Canadian episode, so I, I guess I bullied Akiva until he invited me. Okay, all right, <laughs> Kirsten, happy to have you here. Of course, uh, she joined us when we spoke about season three, episode seven of Riverdale with her podcast co-host, Frail Mary Kwiatkowski, but here she is for the first time ever on The Mailbag. Yes, I'm so excited. The Riverdale one uh, just went way too long for you to keep us around. So glad I I was able to pop in for this one. Yeah, Rob, I I wanted to have another Canadian guest, but I think with having four Canadian guests, Aaron, Karen from Canada, Puya and Kirsten, is this now the Canadian Mount Rushmore? Those four people. Mm. Um, Who's on the real Canadian Mount Rushmore? Oh, well, now you're asking her to talk politics. Uh, She's going to get excited. uh, um, Dr- I think Drake. Have some very different. Drake. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't mean the top four <laughs> prime ministers of <laughs> Canada. Like I was thinking, like, uh, like it's Trudeau, but he's not wearing a shirt. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you might get some trouble with that one, but um, I, I don't know who who are the big Canadian names. Like, uh, so right, Drake, Wayne Gretzky is definitely on the on on the Canadian Mount Rushmore. Yeah, Drake Gretzky. probably on it. Mm. Justin Bieber. Do you think Bieber is on the Canadian Mount Rushmore? Bieber. Bieber He's going is. through some stuff. Yeah. And Drake's not yeah. in the wheelchair from uh, Degrassi, right? He's uh, flying. He's got you. wings. 
It's not Jimmy. He's not <laughs> Jimmy. Spoiler alert, Rob. We, we, we're not up to that episode yet. We don't even. Dude, we've already great. talked about this in this podcast. I know, but I know, but I, like, uh, we don't, you know, we're not up to that. Is it the spoiler for the, go back the people that skip, that care enough about Degrassi that they're going to watch the show, <laughs> but skip the head to the mailbag? What do you think we'll get more binge? I think we'll get the most corner uh, gas binges out of, out of today's episode. Maybe, maybe. Kirsten, uh, how familiar are you with the three shows that we talked about? Uh, Degrassi, Corner Gas, and Trailer Park Boys. Um, I've seen more so the original Degrassi, not so much The Next Generation. I actually, my family stopped watching after the school shooting episode. Oh. Um, oh. I've seen some Corner Gas. It, I think it actually like traumatized me. Like I feel like I was like very troubled because I, mm. I was young when that episode came out. Like I was like maybe 10 and I was extremely troubled by the idea of like gun violence at all it was i think possibly the first time i was really exposed to it other than the movie like john q which like no one actually gets shot in that one john um, q. And then... <laughs> yeah i know deep cut um and then <laughs> corner gas i've seen like some and then trailer park boys not at all i was not allowed to watch it <laughs> the 2002 <laughs> denzel washington good parenting film. not yeah. allowed to watch trailer park boys <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the story of denzel washington uh who's uh, a father and husband whose son is diagnosed with an enlarged heart and finds out that he's unable to receive a transplant because hmo insurance will not cover it uh Clay, great family film yeah so he Riveting. takes he takes the the hospital hostage to try and get mm-hmm. his son a new heart <laughs> yes also is this, is this a deep cut is this not a movie people have seen no i've heard of the movie but i wasn't familiar with the premise <laughs> and, uh, the film was uh shot as in filmed uh in toronto uh, ontario oh there See, you go full circle even though What's the story took place in chicago i was allowed to watch it even though it seems inappropriate I don't know why I was allowed to watch that. Like, I don't know. It was really weird. My mom had very strange roles. Like, Trailer Park Boys, she was like, that looks stupid. You're not allowed to watch it. And then my sister would be like, can I rent this rated R movie with, like, murder in it? And my mom would be like, yeah, okay, we'll watch it together. (laughs) Okay. I I can't explain it. All right. So we're ready for the mailbag. All right, Akiva, do you have a uh, Mount Renatmore? I do. It's hard to squeeze four in because we're loaded this week. Um, but before I start, you said that there was a um, people have already been saying we love the Oregon Trail episode so much. Uh, we want a sequel. And I don't know how that works other than playing the same game against twice, which I think you reached diminishing returns. So what was your idea for that? OK, so in my conversation with Eric Stein uh, this week, of course, Eric Stein has a spot on the wheel right now for infomercials or trash. Uh, he was uh, talking about how. Look, I don't even know why I'm talking about infomercials. I have nothing to say about infomercials. I think that you and I were just like, Eric Stein wants to talk to us about the phone book. Sure, put it on the wheel. Great. But what Eric pitched was how about playing a different uh, classic uh, educational video game and playing a game of where in the world is Carmen San Diego with Eric Stein? I'm in. I, I sold. Now, the only thing is, is that game available online like Oregon Trail? That's my I'm only sure question. I'm sure we can find it. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm sure that, right, Puya, you would think that in the same way that there was an Oregon Trail emulator, there's got to be a Carmen Sandiego emulator somewhere, yeah, right? Worst comes to worst, since you're yeah, screen probably. sharing anyway, we could just buy one and, and, and you yeah. know, watch, watch on your screen or something. Yes. This uh, is, so this infomercials is awesome. are trash. Rob has been on the watch. wheel for like six months and now we're just murdering it. 
<laughs> Nobody's people were excited about Eric Stein. Nobody's excited about the infomercials, right, Kirsten? I think that's I think that's a, a win. I yeah, I think that is completely fair. People just want Eric. And now my yeah. question is, can I please please be on the top of the list to come play where in the world is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> so thirsty. Okay. <laughs> no, I used to actually play that game. <laughs> Are you Why a are we- ge- ge- geography expert? Um, not an expert, but like legit, we had the the CD the CD ROM of Where in the World is Carmen San Diego, and I spent many hours searching for her. Okay. Wait, so was the story that Eric was on that show as a kid? Was that is that where yes. this comes from? And okay. then there is the PBS game show. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? So maybe we'll watch an episode of that too, or which something. Which was a a, yeah, a TV adaptation of the classic educational video game. And the the smartest kid I grew up with was on that show, and he won. He won. He didn't win the prize at the end. I think he lost by one at the end, but he won the. Oh. You know, he beat the other two kids. Okay, so as of now, is infomercials are trash? Is that where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Yes, but it gets a one week yachtis where it can't be picked. This like it could be picked and get the extra wheel spot stuff, but it can't. It's a new idea just with Eric Stein, so it can't get picked this week in theory. Okay, all right. I think so I don't know. I w- oh, you're in charge. I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, that that will lead. We need a week to find the. Uh, you know, we need to make sure we could find the video game. And if there's any reason that, like, it's like a wedding where they, if anybody objects to this idea, yeah. you have one week to let us know not to mm-hmm. do this. <laughs> all right, so that's good. You have to talk to your ombuds person. Yes, the uh, ombuds person Aisha needs to uh, weigh in with any objections. All right. So you guys ready for Mount Renatmore? And Kirsten, since I gave you 45 minutes notice, I'm sure you had some time to think of other pitches for you, that you could pitch us at the end also with Kuya. You don't have uh, time for extra pitches. This podcast is like seven hours already. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, OK, uh, first off, uh, this was mentioned as a joke, Rob, at the live show. Mike Bloom pitches as a joke. But what do you think about actually doing this idea? This episode is called I Can't Believe It's Just Chester. <laughs> and it's a banter episode. That's me, you and Chester. OK. Well, I feel like I can't believe it's just Chester is just Chester and not you or I. Well, that's nobody's nobody's green lighting that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't think we need I, I love Chester coming back on the podcast. But if I need a podcast of you bantering with Chester, I feel like I could just listen to the 32 fans podcast. Yeah, but I don't well, there's know. no Rob on the 32 fans podcast most weeks. What about what about adding Rob? The the other idea with that is um, because we sort of had been poo-pooing us playing video games for fear of it being too visual. But the truth is we've done it twice now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you mentioned it with Carmen San Diego, which is a similar thing. And I think it's been a success. Not everyone loved Madden because not everybody loves football or sports. But I, we had a great time doing that episode. Yes. And then last week really worked. So what about an original pre-Robin Akivanita podcast idea back from the episode zero? MLB The Show The Show. Where we the show is that we we uh, announce an episode of MLB the show. So would that be tied in more with like World Series ish? Yes, if the Mets make the playoffs or something, or but or, also the idea is maybe Chester's their third announcer in the booth there. Oh, or is that like a spring training thing? Is that like more? Well, I think because like, the Mets are in the playoffs, like it would be exciting if the Mets make it to to maybe do that. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Do okay. All right. That? Let's for let's okay. Are you, are you a baseball guy? Um, very, very much not. Okay, um, I have right. to wow. say I have learned a lot more about baseball just by listening to you and Keith on these podcasts. Okay, we would don't know that much about baseball. If that's all you know about baseball, I know. you just that's my education though. Okay, <laughs> so as a sports fan, but not a baseball fan, but 
a listener to this podcast, is, is that something that you would want to hear? Definitely. I oh. feel like and the inclusion of Chester would be fun as well, because like you would get banter in that. Then you would get conversation. And this is a sport you guys are passionate about. So as long as you guys love what you're doing, I'm going to enjoy it as well. So I'm here for it, even okay. as a baseball hater, quote unquote. Kirsten. Yeah, that's insane. Nobody wants this. OK. Oh, I my God. It. Kirsten. Well, Kirsten hates wow. sports, I think. Here's the, okay, here's the thing. Counterpoint. Love you guys talk with Chester. Love hearing about his like crazy weird lists and all of that. But like. As you said, like Oregon Trail did well, Madden episode, not as much. I, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's great to have yeah. Chester on, but I, I feel like there's not that much there. So here's what I would propose uh, with this is that I, I kind of feel like that it should be in the spring first. Okay. Like, hey, baseball is, baseball is back. That's like when the new version of the game uh, comes uh-huh. out with like the updated rosters. I think that like if the Mets were in uh, the playoffs, I feel like that we would be so excited to talk about the real Mets. Whereas sure. this is like, um, I feel like to me, this is more of like a spring training uh, thing. And so I would, even if we didn't do that on this podcast, I would do it with you guys on if you wanted to do it as a 32 fans podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel like that um, in the fall, I don't think it's right. OK. All right. Next up, Eric Lavalley writes in and says, how do I pitch putting Robin Akiva get vasectomies on the wheel? Is it pronounced Lavalley? Yeah, it's Lavalley. I always said it was Laval. Yeah, but then we hung out with him at the Twins game. We sat next to him and it's Lavalley. Interesting. Mm hmm. I wouldn't have thought that from my uh, upbringing in French classes in Canada, that it would be pronounced that way. Mm hmm. OK. <laughs> But we're so, bearing the, the lead right. here, which is us okay. getting vasectomies. I mean, this is like, this is, how is this even a real idea? Is there, I mean, okay. is there a pitch here of how he must, Robin, I bet, I bet like he was like really frustrated with his kids and he's like, all right, everyone has too many kids. Now let's everyone just get vasectomies. He wants to be in on it, I think. Okay. Robin Akiva give vasectomies. Is it, is, but is there like a, a pitch for the, the podcast or like how, how could that even I think it's a, a joke. Uh, I'm pretty okay. sure it's a joke. Okay. It would probably it would just be banter, but you'd be complaining about how uncomfortable you are. I yeah, it would be like we can't sit down. This is awful. It's like, man, I need another ice pack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is a this is definitely going to be on the next top ten rejected ideas list. Yeah, mm-hmm. top ten rejected. I, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, we, there was a, I don't know if it's aired yet, but one of the thirty two fans episodes this week, Chester and I like locked down how many kids we want to have. I don't know if you want to. You know, you're so going so, back to the well. I don't know. Well, it was really for him because I have one more. Everyone knows that misery loves company, right? So if you have right. if you have ten kids and your friend is eight, you're like, oh, you loser. You need two more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have four, and he has three, and you have two. So I'm going to try and you know uh, peer pressure you guys into having as many kids as I do. Okay, well, so, <laughs> so you can peer pressure all you want, buddy, but yeah, uh, you're not going to change <laughs> my mind. I think I told the story. My friend who Wait. had three and would always make fun of me, and then had a fourth. Who knows if it's on purpose or not? But he had a fourth, but it's twins. So. Oh. oh no! Wait. So is the podcast Akiva gets a vasectomy and Chester and Rob have more kids? Yeah, I guess that's a good call. I get the I get a uh, they get like fake vasectomies. I get a real one, but then they actually have to have more kids. That's a good call, Kirsten. I hadn't thought of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So no vasectomies this week. All right. Uh, number I mean, three. Uh, unless it's like Doctor Mike comes on the podcast. Yeah, like, oh, he could, be sure. could he do but, the vasectomy or is it a real like uh, surgeon? I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't think nobody you wants. Re- do urologists do vasectomies? I really have no idea. Uh, yes. I mean, I yes, like they do. Yes, they do. Procedure. All right. So Doctor Mike, like, would you let Doctor Mike do your vasectomy? I guess you probably would, right? Sure. Definitely. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Downloaded. Um, 
done. It's funny because yeah. any friend I have who's a doctor, I'll like ask them annoying medical questions like, look at this rash or something. But I don't have any friends who are urologists. But if I did, they would not want to be my friend anymore. Um, mm. All right. Number three. This is called Robin Akiva yeah. Hell Week. Ideally, I think you want a urologist without as big of a Twitter presence. That's true. You were like worried that he was going to like tell your story or like post yes. a picture on Instagram. I yes. think I, I you, agree. Yes. So, yes. You, 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 if you ideally, have a doctor with social media, you want it to be like a nephrologist or somebody who can't right. take embarrassing pictures. You you want somebody with a uh, social media strategy closer to a uh, Mike Clattenburg Puya. Okay. It's all on lockdown. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just privatize all of it. Hide in the shadows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dr. Mike could probably FaceTime someone while doing it. It'll be yeah. 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 Go yeah. FaceTime Instagram live if you're not lucky, Kirsten. Anyway. Oh, um, okay. Robin Akiva Hell Week. The premise here is that Robin Akiva have to record one show every day for a whole week. I'll give you Fridays off. So it's just Monday through Thursday. I, a Degrassi Next Generation-esque schedule. Yes. It's one day a week. The, you guys can do... You guys can take the week beforehand off and the week afterwards off. So you're really only recording one extra episode. The catch is that you guys can make a incent. You can incentivize the listeners to have to do something in order for Hell Week to actually appear on the wheel. Hmm. What do you think? How do we do this? I have an idea. Yeah. What if we got to like X number of um, reviews on iTunes before this happens? Because we're at like 230 or something. What if we got hmm. to, if we get to 500, we put Hell Week on the wheel. You shouldn't specify 500 five star reviews. Don't. Accept well, yeah, yeah, that's that. true. Good point. Don't give us any one stars. <laughs> <Good> call, <laughs> mm. What do you yeah. think, Rob? Hell Week. Um, I don't know. I like if they're full size episodes or are they like a Halloween fun size. Episode? I think full, but we don't have to go crazy. Um, or even again, it's one. This person saying it's one extra episode because we, we could take a week off before we yeah. start and record also. Yeah, uh, and like, the week after, I, and it could also we could take it off when you're in your busy seasons. It doesn't always have to like be on the wheel. A point of diminishing returns with this, where it's like a lot of the episodes need a lot of lead time for mm -hmm. us to be able to. So, well, like I wonder the, if we would be like spinning the wheel four times, like and not even letting people know. So we're like pre-planning the episodes ahead of time, or we have like one day to. Do we have to record them four days in a row? Yeah. I don't know how that works. Like if there was the right idea that in this, that was like a five part episode ah, that would have to be done. Mm -hmm. um, like I feel like that I could see that more than like do an episode, spin the wheel, do an episode, spin the wheel, do an episode, spin the wheel. Uh, I don't know necessarily how think we about how miserable we'd be by the fourth day. I think. Yeah. I feel like the, that would be all funny. the guests like these podcasts are not quick. Mm -hmm. Well, this one, especially it may have been the wrong week to bring up hell week as we're on. Guest four and hour four of the episode. Yeah. So what do you think, Kirsten? Would you be excited if Hell Week came up? It's four chances well, I mean, to pitch yourself on the wheel, Kirsten. Okay. How dare you? Um, the thing is, is it's like it's at, because you're taking the weeks off before and after, you're it's only one extra episode. And then I feel like you guys would just be so exhausted that maybe you wouldn't be able to bring like your A game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, like, when does Rob have time to do this? Like, I know you say, like, busy season and, and not busy season, but I, I don't I just don't see the, the timing working <laughs> right. out. Mm -hmm. This not busy season has been, not been uh, that not busy. <laughs> so I like the idea. Um, I do think that, you know, talking about it being a subject that you can talk about over four episodes. So I think moving forward, if anyone wants to pitch a really big idea and have it in brackets be Hell Week, then you could consider that for a Hell Week podcast. If it's something big enough that could span over four or five episodes, then that would work for that. 
Isn't mm-hmm. that just the the oral history of the sleepover podcast? Isn't that hell week for you guys? <laughs> no, that, we don't have to do anything. We just so that yeah. we we're playing. So, uh, Akiva, do you have an update on that? Yeah, but Akiva's secrets are going to come out. Yeah, that could Fearful be our last it. episode. <laughs> 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 do you have an update on the hunt for a documentarian? Yeah, oh yeah, we have we have people. We have a whole team of people working on it. Yes. Everything is set up. They're working on it. They've interviewed people already. Puya, is that more of a soon. documentary or a mockumentary? I think um, because of the nature of it being real, it is a documentary, but it will yeah. have the comedic timing of a mockumentary. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, could Mike Rob, Clattenburg give- do it? <laughs> I don't know. He's very under the radar right now, so we might have to find a Mike Clattenburg-like to put in for this one. So okay. We'll see. Rob, the Mets schedule came out since we last discussed this, oh. and that's relevant in case for 2020, in, in case we want to consider cities that maybe will go. Kirsten, you're going to come this coming year, right? You're going to come to the Robin and Kiva Live like you rudely skipped the last one? Uh, wow, there are, Kirsten. There are so many factors that play into me being able to go to a live show, uh, depending mm-hmm. yeah. on What if it's timing? at your house in like Canada or something? Then you'll probably uh-huh. be there, right? Not that many people would fit in my house, but if you guys wanted to come to Calgary, you are more than welcome. But we don't have any baseball team, let alone no, not no minor league team. Yeah, I'm surprised Calgary doesn't have a baseball team. The University of Calgary has a baseball team. Yeah, Mm -hmm. well, yeah, Akiva, I feel like that we're divorced from the Mets schedule if we're looking for a minor league facility that's going to host us. You know, minor league is just an option. We're not automatically going minor league, but here are the cities that the that the Mets will be in in the summer uh, during the week because weekends are kind of out. Chicago. Okay. Uh, San Francisco. Okay. New York. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Cincinnati, if we want to just all stay at Antonio Mazzaro's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, Colorado. Mm-hmm. That's during the Olympics. That's not really great for me. I usually work during the Olympics. And then L.A., if we want to just if Rob just wants to stay home. Oh, and the, the, the Olympics aren't in Denver, right? No, no, no. The Olympics aren't in Denver, but the, the <laughs> okay. games are going on. I don't it's think like, I oh, yeah, I definitely don't want to be in Denver when the Olympics are <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah. A lot of drug tests at the Denver there. airport. Yeah. Hmm. OK, uh, so are, those are the cities. But, you know, all every city, including Calgary, can can apply to be in our city bracket for Robin Akiva Live 2020. Okay. Yeah, I think the the best chance of me going is if you ended up doing like Seattle. I would probably be yeah, able to. I think Seattle, work. people have really pitched Seattle. Rob, what do you think about Seattle? I do think that it's um, definitely a player. Uh, what, are the Mets are playing the Mariners? No, the Mets are not. I don't think the Mets are in Seattle. They uh, host but, Seattle. Forget, forget it. Forget about forget about the Mets for a second. What do you think of us going? Because we don't have to come with the Mets, right? We could come and do other things. We go to the Space Needle. The, Seattle's going to. The Mets next season, but the Mets are not repaying the favor. So the Mets will not be in Seattle. Yeah, I am open to the idea, uh, especially if we get tied into visiting the uh, minor league stadium that will host us. Well, what about the Tacoma Rainiers or something? They're close. Yeah, I I mean that any of these cities sounds fine, but I like the Mm -hmm. idea of there being a uh, Robin Akiva night at the minor league baseball stadium. Well, here's someone's idea was, uh, you you know, going back to the old famous dog draft idea where we drive around the country in a car and pick up our listeners. And then we go (laughs) to my friends, my friend's uh, (laughs) dad's uh, uh, veterinary clinic. And we each draft animals. What if we actually like rented a bus from New York? Like we start in New York. And then we take a bus up to, let's say, Syracuse, because we had a listener who works for the Syracuse Mets team. Yeah. So they, you know, they said maybe they'd have. And then on the bus, we record a podcast live on the bus with like 40 of our best friends. And then we go straight to the minor league game, like on the bus for Robin Akiva night. 
Yeah, I'm I'm open to that. It's a misadventure. Yeah. You're and do we pick up listeners on the on yeah. uh, like do we like rent a bus mm-hmm. and then like pick up listeners? Or they all have to meet us like at Times Square or something. Mm, I, like how many stops are we making? A few. We don't have to pick up all 40, but it'd be funny to pick up like <laughs> stop at a people's house and like ring their doorbell. I think that would be it funny. Would, it, would, it would be funny. Uh, we can, you know, flesh that out a little bit more. We don't have to figure that out today. Okay. All right. But Kirsten, you'll come if we rent a bus, right? I, I mean, this depends on so many factors. I would love to come to any and all live Robin Akiva events, but mm-hmm. my job has very strict requirements on when yeah, I quit. can get time off. Okay. Uh, there's money. I don't have a lot of money to be traveling mm. all willy nilly. So. Just we should really bring the I, words willy nilly back. I do like the phrase. We can to get the time off. We, we got a you, lot of yeah, logistics to work out. Okay. Yeah, If it uh, works with my life, I will absolutely be there. Um, I will be a fish out of water, but I will be there. But I just can't guarantee it will work. Who do you out. think is there that you're a fish out of water? Um, I don't know. I just I'm not a sports person. You'll be a fish in water. Oh, at the baseball game. I didn't know what you meant. Uh, okay, Rob, we've discussed this a lot, but I think it might be time to add this to the wheel. It's called Rob and Akiva Need a Third Wheel. Okay. And basically, it's uh, people. it will be similar to the Total Idea Request Live. People will pitch us uh, an, an idea or, or just why they should be our third wheel on another episode. It could be an idea episode or just a general, like, use me for an upcoming idea. But maybe we'll make it into a torment. We'll have like eight or 16 or 32 or 64, 128 or 256 callers. And they have to and they, you know, but let's say it's eight. And they so like it start there because they all stayed on the line last time. So it's like Puya calls up. He's like, I want to be on the wheel and I want to talk about, uh, you know, um, you know, the NBA. And then and the next person calls up. It's like, I want to do a season three, episode seven. I'm the world's biggest uh, Golden Girls expert. Okay, and basically, so we advance somebody, and it's just a tournament, but it's people pitching themselves as our third wheel. Well, I think that you need to divorce the show topics from the the guests. So, like okay. hypothetically, so Puy is the third wheel, not to like talk about the NBA. That he's the uh, a third wheel is somebody that we sort of like uh, plug in if like one of us are going to miss an episode, okay. and- or like random mailbags they could come on and hang out with us. Right. So you okay, want to have a, good. a I like third that. wheel tournament. So, so, yeah. Oh, so maybe it's like us asking us ideas like Puya calls up and we say, Puya, who's living rent free in your head? You know, uh, you're just asking him questions is get see if he has a personality that would mesh with us. Mm-hmm. Some chemistry. That's a good idea. And then they're crowned the official third wheel of the podcast. Oh, that's a big deal. Yeah. OK. Like what do you guys that. think I about like that, that title that comes with yeah. it? I'll, the title is worth fighting for. Okay. So definitely worth it. All right. Yeah. So. Kirsten, what do you think of this idea? Now that there's a title involved, I am I'm very interested in it. I do like uh, that it's divorced from a specific topic. I think that that would be actually uh, pretty fun. Okay, Kirsten has three pitches ready to go right now. No, yeah. the thing is, is I don't have any pitches. Kirsten, are you going like to enter the hot takeoff? I feel like you have a lot of hot takes. I mean, I, but the thing is, is like for me, they're just takes. So I don't know. They're hunting. Okay, fair, fair. Okay. So Akiva, are these people on live? Like, do we have like eight people on hold? And then we sort of like yeah, unmute I think people? that's what we had for the um, for the total idea request live. Right. There was people who were on hold. If we have the technology, I think that's a cool idea. Okay. Um, I am definitely definitely open to this. I would want to just figure out what the logistics are. It's like, what would we just like throw out like a time? Like, all right, Saturday at 1 p.m. That's Eastern. That's what we did last time. And then, but people would be like, hey, I'd be the perfect 
third wheel, but I work on Saturdays. All right, we'll give what? them we'll give them heads up. And l- the perfect third wheel is always available. First of all, so they're yeah, already that's coming true. at it from the wrong. <laughs> that's Kirsten, true. in Kirsten's offense, I gave her twenty minutes notice to come on the podcast. Then she said, "Hinani, here I am," and she came. So that's okay. really what you're looking for in the third wheel. All right, Robin and Kiva need a third wheel. We're gonna. You're you're good with this? Yes, let's do it. I just. Okay. But like, yeah. how, how are you getting the bracket? Like, if it's a bracket, don't you need to know the people ahead of time? Or Not really. We'll just fill it in. Uh, you know, like, in person one okay. is, you know, is in the slot. And two, I don't think you really need to fill it. It's not like the NCAA tournament. Nobody's gambling on it, you know? Okay. And mm-hmm. then That's it, what you think. Is, is there like a... is Are we trying to figure out, like, uh, is there a like a men's side of the bracket and a women's side of the bracket? Are it's we, 2019. Uh, Gender's a social construct. No way, man. Okay. All right. There um, you go. Okay. Uh, do you want one more? Or are we good? Or are we good to spin the wheel? I think we could do one more. Okay. Bill Simmons invented the half baked idea. Him and Kevin <laughs> okay. Wilds do podcast. They can say that he submitted an idea. Yeah. Well, he did not submit an idea. Um, but I'd like to invent the three quarter baked idea episode, where we have you know is this is a trailer submit, park boys we- rewatch. <laughs> it sounds like it. We get in the, the three quarters of Puya's uh, engineer buddies. Is that yeah. what this yeah. is? But basically, it's basically ideas that are mostly ideas. It's not ideas for episodes necessarily. It's just ideas, things we want to invent because we had an inventions idea that was sort of in limbo. We didn't add it to the wheel. So people could say up and be, you know, say like, um, yeah, I'll give you an example. A listener sent one in. OK, OK, here's here's the person's idea. He says uh, this is from. Uh, It just says inventions ideas. Robin Akiva, here's my invention. It's an alarm clock that's designed for people who need to stop hitting the snooze button. How does it do this? It donates $50 to a cause that you detest for each time you hit snooze. And the further damage it posts about it on your Facebook page. Sort of what Nathan Fielder tried to do with the weight loss plan when he sent an inappropriate picture to the participant's boss. Boy, that would get me out of bed. Yeah. Uh, Kirsten, so every time time, uh, you don't do the mailbag $50 gets sent to that Andrew sure guy you always post about you're getting out of bed the first time I mean to to be fair I I don't ever hit snooze so it I, this isn't for me but okay I, how it dare you I suggest <laughs> that I would be giving money to Andrew Shear, who I still think half the time is a parody of a person but apparently he's real okay I poke snooze more than anyone I've poked on Facebook so I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum mm. okay yeah, I didn't see in that pitch, by the way, that it was I thought it was $50 to charity. I didn't realize the guy was zagging and going $50 to charity. You hate. Um, <laughs> so but all right, so forget about that idea. What do you think? People pitching their wacky inventions and then us also pitching ours. Is there an idea there? I don't really like this idea. Okay. No problem. <laughs> not right. not for me. Mm-hmm. You know, Rob's ideas like- are fully baked when they come out of the oven. <laughs> yeah, I just saw that it. I feel like that stuff like this uh, is just like sort of like blue sky stuff. Like, I feel like it's uh, there's not enough meat on. I agree. I agree. I don't think it's a full episode concept. I'm with you. Okay. Rob likes his ideas like trailer park boys like their viewers baked. (laughs) Very Mm. big. Very big. There we go. go. Okay. All right. Uh, Anything else uh, to uh, add to the wheel? I feel like we don't get very many uh, season three, episode seven uh, submissions. I don't include them because I I, I mean, I said I think I I, if you are if you're a guest or you're a fan of a season three, episode seven idea and you already have such a slim chance of it ever happening. I think the more we add, the more 
like it's never going to happen. So if you want to okay. pitch season three, episode seven, you have to pitch them and getting knocked out of, of the fishbowl. You know what I mean? It's like a battle. You know what? That's mm. hurtful. It's so rude when you knock things out of the fishbowl. That's don't what think I'm saying. That's why I don't want to knock things out or put things in. I'll give you season three, episode seven. We have we have one or two. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, season three, episode seven. You want to you want to watch that? No, too beloved. From Jonathan. Yeah. I, I think with the fishbowl and with the crabby movie diaper, it's like I think we should let it lie for a while and let that let it actually because there's just so much okay. in there. If you're like Matt Lagory, who wants to come on and talk to Jersey Shore, you already have like a less than one percent chance to you know get picked every episode. The more we add, the less it's going to happen. Okay. All right. So let's talk about what's on the wheel uh, right now. Season three, episode seven. Kiva, we were at two spots there now, with that. It, I think two was last week. I think now we're up to three. Okay, we're up to three spots for season three, episode number seven. Uh, We've got the coin flip. Uh, We've got Carmen Sandiego ineligible for uh, being a... But then it just gets two slots going forward, yeah. The Royal Rumble is still on the wheel, believe it or not. I think it's the longest. I think it's the the thing that's been on the wheel the longest that hasn't been picked now that Oregon Trail happened. I guess coin flip has also never been picked since week one. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we have the crappy movie diaper we have the census uh we have the sequel mechanism which only has stands versus ops on there uh mm-hmm. then we have uh mount rushmore we have millennial judges millennial judge back what's yes, going on with Ali Lasher? Lasher is back no roast this coming week uh it would take too long for me to produce i don't have the time this week but uh wait is millennial Ali Lasher still overseas no she's back she's overseas back right now. <laughs> yeah, she's back from her or eight month long vacation and she's ready to come on the wheel. OK, we have uh, the better attend. We have the hot takeoff. We have people's choice where we will select three things on the wheel and then let the listeners vote. We have this week in Rob and Akiva, which we had to uh, debate about recently. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the third wheel tournament uh, ineligible for the wheel this week. Uh, yeah, and Robin Akiva need a cameo, I believe, should be on there. Oh, okay, good. Uh, yeah. That's one of my uh, new uh, mm-hmm. favorites, uh, yeah. even though you didn't seem that high on I'm it. I'm high on it. I, I, listen, it was like three in the morning last week when we were recording. I was a little tired. I was okay. into, um, also, And also, I was about to die. I was very nervous. But uh, What do you mean you were about that, to die? Oh, uh, you mean... Uh, not in real life, on the Oregon okay. Trail. I was about to be murdered on the Oregon okay. Trail. But you didn't I, know I, that. I, it wasn't so, premeditated. So, I, I had a fear the whole time you were going to kill me off. It was it was, uh, <laughs> it was, was in the back of my mind. Um, somebody said that I Caitlyn Jenner is $2,500 on Cameo. I'm curious who the most, ex- most Caitlyn expensive Jenner person was a, is. It was 1000 Did Caitlyn Jenner raise rates? I think so. Some people were writing uh-huh. in and saying you should do this. But then who is the most expensive person on Cameo? I guess we could look that up for next week. Okay. Well, if it comes up. Uh, yeah. Okay. Caitlyn Jenner on Cameo. Is up to yeah twenty five hundred. Yeah, who's I wonder who the most expensive person is because it's probably got to be more than twenty five hundred. You think so? Probably. Okay. All right, there you go. Um, so all right, Akiva, I have put into the Zencaster chat here uh, the link to look at the wheel. If anybody wants, I can share it with you also on mm-hmm. uh, Skype. Yeah, uh, this what are you rooting be- for, Kirsten? I mean, it's got to be the Royal Rumble, right? Okay. Yeah. If not the roast, it's the Rumble for me. Now, Kirsten, if the Royal Rumble comes up, but you are not in the Rumble, are you going to be mad? Because we did not make the list of (laughs) podcasters. I mean, I won't be mad, but I will be disappointed. Okay. And Pui, are you also rooting for the Royal Rumble? 
yes, whether I'm in it or not, I'm excited for everyone to throw hands and for an ultimate champion to emerge. So I'm okay. here for it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Are you all able to see the wheel? Yep. Okay. And and you see it with the three spots for season three, episode seven, correct? Yep. Okay. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, give the wheel a spin. All right. Episode number 47. Next time out, what will it be? Two vetoes are still in play. All right. Akiva, I yes. have on the wheel mm-hmm. a something that I'm very excited about. Okay. It is the people's choice. Wow. So tell tell what so what do we have to do now? So now we are going to spin three more times and we mm-hmm. are going to open this up to a vote. Now people might vote for what they want to hear, people might vote for what they don't think that we want to do. Oh, you think they're going to try and mess us up. So let's not let us let, let them know. I I do I I'm going to say before you spin three times, if anything goes up against the Royal Rumble, then don't take it personally. You're going to lose, right? I okay. think that's the overwhelming thing. You would favorite. think so. All right. So here we go. Here is and Rob. Can you guess what's going to come up all three times? So we could figure no, out once and for all no. if you are a witch. No. Okay. All right. Here is number one. Spin number one to go into. Now, what if the people's vote comes up again, and then people yeah, can vote for that, the that, vote? That, you just hurt my head so hard by saying okay. that. I have no idea. Number one, I have Royal Rumble. Oh my yes. God! All right. Yes. Okay. Then R.I.P. to the next two. Come All right. Up. No, but we have to see what else. Yeah. What else is out there? Maybe there okay. is there something that could be as tempting as the Royal Rumble. Number I, two. I no. Stands versus Ops. Maybe. Oh yeah, maybe. What if like the same thing comes up twice? Okay. Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Okay. Rob's least excited okay. about podcast that is not really a threat to. Uh, okay. All right. Is there a guess? We should make a rule that the two yeah. losers are off the wheel forever. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Stop kicking stuff off the wheel and keep <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. And number three. Number three is going to be season three, episode seven. Uh, this is going to be a bloodbath. Should Do, we pick? How about yes. this, though? I think you have to pick the episode, though. Okay. All right. I, think I, you have to I will go there, to the, fish the, the fishbowl. This is so exciting. Yeah, this is exciting. Yeah, this this is is a, whoever suggested this okay. is smart. Wasn't All right, me. Akiva. Now, if yes. the season three, episode seven is not chosen, does yeah. the ball go back into the fishbowl? Ball goes back in. Yeah, we're not going to kill it. And does season three, episode seven get an additional spot for next week? No, it goes back to zero. No, I I, it's hard. We have, have, it's, it's a question for Puya. What do you think? Woman. Okay. It's too complicated for me. It's too complicated. Do, uh, Puya or Kirsten, do either of you feel strongly enough to make a case of what should happen to season three, episode seven for next week? I I think that if it does not get selected in the poll, then it essentially never got spun and it should just carry on as though it never happened. Okay. Yeah, that's what, right. okay. that's what I say. Okay. But All what right. would have happened now if listener's choice came up as one of the three? I think we'd have to do like, an, a, like a first listeners choice three spots for the fifth for that third spot on the wheel like an extra day or something right. uh, no, i think you wild. should edit that second spin out and pretend it never happened yeah okay. maybe. all right so here's what came up out of the fishbowl of season three episode mm. seven ideas it is believe it or not this is crazy uh, carmen san diego oh, yeah. it's not even in the wheel it's not even the fishbowl anymore we need a new one it was it, it lost the vote to leave the fishbowl months ago. <laughs> Throw that out. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to do that. 
<laughs> I told you, I told you. Do it. This is what happened. It's what the fishbowl intended. No, no, no. Anytime, no. There's a lot of balls in the fishbowl that don't exist. You just got to do another one. Okay. All right. All right. So we'll go back to the fishbowl. <laughs> throw that out so we don't have it. Again. Okay. All right. All right. So I'll go back to the fishbowl. Okay. And. <laughs> All right. Family matters. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh boy. Now, that would be a fun one. That would, that would be, be a fun one. one. That's one of my favorites in the fishbowl, but it okay. may have to wait. Could Urkel Nation perhaps unseat the Royal Rumble? Yeah. And will Mount Rushmore be a spoiler in any way? No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How did Family Matters play in Canada, Puya? Um, it's a rerun. It's a rerun show. You know, yeah. I feel like, yeah, now you catch it in the morning after you get your Ellen DeGeneres okay. fix. Yeah. Yeah. What? Did that- Ellen's what? on in the morning for you? What? Is it all country night Kirsten, for you? It's everything's Ellen's, on at Ellen's on at 4 p.m. No, I feel like it's like 9, 10 a.m. Okay. Kristen, it's in the, wow. we could worry about Canadian TV channels <laughs> later, guys. <laughs> sorry. I got, sorry. Anyways. Yeah. Um, Family Matters, uh, grew up watching reruns. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you a, a Stephen Urkel guy or a Stefan Urkel guy, Kirsten? I mean, I feel like you got to go with the original. It's got to be okay. uh, Stephen Urkel. Like, he did that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Did I do that? Yeah. All right. So, uh, Rob, how many? Because people don't like spoilers for the mailbag. Something. So how much time until we actually put I'd say the 24 hours from the episode dropping should be when you okay. tweet the poll. Fair. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what we will have. And then we will lock that in for next weekend. What comes up and we'll see who's going to be the, you know, will, will somebody take to social media and say like, Hey, I don't like the Royal rumble. I never liked the idea for the Royal rumble. It needs to be family matters. Okay. I also like the I'll idea of the Royal the rumble. Opposite. We have no prep for that. That's a good, after a lot of prep this week, that's a good one. Okay. All right. So, Anything else, Akiva? Any other business to take care of? No, I think this has been so long. We should let people go mercifully. Let let people go. Yeah, I have no idea how long this uh, podcast is going to be because we had sort of a long break in between uh, recording each of our Canadian. I, I know Akiva and I have been podcasting for three hours and 40 minutes uh, mm-hmm. since we got on the call. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the runtime is uh, for this episode, but we'll find out. All right. So, Kirsten. Uh, oh, where can people uh, see more about everything you're doing? Uh, They can follow me on social media at Kirsten said what Uh, they can catch me on the Big Brother updates over on the wrap up speed. And then they can catch Mary Kwiatkowski and I still doing Riverdale recaps on the Kowski cast. That is cow with a K. Okay. what is Mary? So frail Mary, we haven't heard from her in a while. What's the what's the status of Mary fan fiction? I want to know. Oh, come on. She's forgot about um, that. I, yeah, does she remember that about thing. it? The thing is, is like she was working on it, but then she was saying like without the pressure of it possibly coming up, she's having a hard time actually like finishing it because it, there feels mm-hmm. like no pressure. Mm-hmm. So if you like, like she said, it'll so be if ready. So put it on it the wheel, up. then she'll do it. It sounds like a threat almost. I, I, I think <laughs> it's kind of the thing where she's like, she needs to know that it needs yeah. to be uh, done imminently. It's like Frail it's Mary like in college. It's like I'm not studying. There's not even a due date or yet, yet or something. Yeah, Frail Mary outed herself as a grifter last week on the B and B when <laughs> she happened? she talked about how that she didn't even watch Big uh, Big Brother live feeds, <laughs> yeah. and Taryn asked her to be a guest on, and she's like, uh, yeah, sure I do." So she may not even like fan fiction. 
Oh no, Mary loves fan fiction. She, I have seen the binder of the fan fiction she printed out in college three pages at a time. Mm. She talked about that on the BNB. Yeah, as well, she did. So I she like did. I'm allowed okay. to say I that. think the issue isn't that she's not a fan of fan fiction. I think it's maybe she's not a super fan of old Robin Keevy. Yes, that's and- true. Uh, <laughs> she may only like Harry Potter fan fiction. That might yeah. be the. That might no, be. No, she case. she loves recommending Riverdale fan fiction, mm. and I read one she recommended and wasn't that good. So. No, oh, well, that's I'm shocked. I'm shocked that the fan fiction of a show that's not great isn't great. <laughs> isn't Riverdale fan fiction an Archie comic? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um. Well, no, I, I would say that Riverdale is an Archie comic fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good call. OK. All right. Of course, Alrighty. Akiva, I know you and Chester are still going through all of the NFL teams on the 32 fans podcast. Yeah, 32 podcast, 32 days. We recorded a lot of them. It's been a. A grueling endeavor, but we're almost done. Okay. All right. Check that out on the 32 Fans Podcast feed. Puya, anything else that you want to say? No, I'm just uh, really glad I got to be on the mailback segment two weeks in a row. This was this oh, yeah. How do we get Puya involved? If, if Mount Rushmore wins, can Puya be involved? Could that be like a pitch for Mount Rushmore? Okay. How about this? Um, whoever wins the Royal Rumble, are they here for the mailbag? Do we bring yeah. them in? Do we summon yeah, them we for said, the mailbag? Yeah, we said we'd six months ago, we said we'd call up the winner and get okay. their live reaction on air. Do we do we know are Puya and Kirsten in the Royal we don't Rumble? Know. We didn't make the you know I I I told the guy I don't want to be get angry letters if someone doesn't get cast. Oh, yeah, so we, you yeah. do it. Okay, all right. So if that comes up, or Puya, are you you're not a Family Matters expert, are you? Unfortunately, not. I wouldn't say so. Yeah, do we have a guest for Family Matters? No. If Family <laughs> Matters wins, if you agree to binge the whole series, Puya, then you can be our guest next week. Binge the whole <laughs> okay. series. I'll, and even if you don't, I you can do, be our I guest. I will have a vlog of it put up for you for proof. I yeah. will prove it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is, is it true that next week for Family Matters, the guest is going to be uh, Ron Burgundy in character? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get the Trailer Park Boys in as a character. Yes. I'll work out. Yes. If Kamala Harris will do the Ron Burgundy podcast, <laughs> yes. would, would she come on the Royal Rumble, you think? Which will probably be a better... More, well, I was going to ask if the Trailer Park Boys could interview Kamala Harris on their podcast in character. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> has, has, uh, have any Canadian Prime Minister candidates uh, said that they would sit down with the Trailer Park Boys in, can- in character? Not yet, but we could get there. I yeah. feel like Trudeau probably would. Yeah, I could yeah. see Stephen Harper saying he would in like an attempt to seem personable, like when he started wearing sweater vests. When, when are uh, Canadian uh, prime minister elections? This upcoming uh, October. This uh, October yeah. 2019. Yes, October yes. 2019, because it has been uh, five years, uh, which normally we end up with a lot of minority governments and more frequent elections, but... Now it's two in a row where it's been a full five-year term. So very wow. exciting. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm very confused about all of that. Uh, but well, uh, this explain is... the Canadian government to you. I, well, no, it's no, not that's right another now. episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, can you, I feel like that this is all the Canadian uh, TV. So I feel like that we learned a lot about Canada. I, I, all right. Can we do 60 seconds? To, yeah. Give us 60 seconds. Yeah. Kirsten. So basically, we have a parliamentary system. So there's the House and the Prime Minister. So in the States, the President is the head of government and the head of of state, whereas here it's different. So it's actually, I don't think I can do it in 60 seconds. But basically, uh, the person who is the head of the party that wins the plurality of seats becomes the prime minister. Then there's a governor general who's like technically more important. They're like the representative of the queen. It's really complicated. But if you wanted to do a more in-depth thing, 
we could arrange that. The Queen is involved in Canadian yeah, politics. That was the Queen. Yeah, we have the Governor General as the representation. Cut the, cut the, the cord already, guys. You don't need the Queen involved anymore. It's, it's 2019. The thing is, it's like <laughs> the Queen of England. The Queen of England is involved with Canadian government. Well, not no. She has a representative, which is the Governor General. Canada is a ter- is, is a territory of Canada or uh, of we the UK? This four hours no, ago, I would have colored your whole sort of like we're knowledge in the, of, of we're Canada. We're in the Commonwealth, and like when Canada became its own country, we didn't like fight a war to do so. We were just like, "Hey guys, like, can we be our own thing? Like, it's time." And England was losing a lot of international control at that time, and probably couldn't really afford to keep us on. So they were like. Yeah, you know what? Good for you. We'll pat you on the head. We would like to keep some influence. Like it's just like when a lot of countries um, lost influence over the countries that they had colonized. They hmm. tried to maintain influence. Like France was a big, uh, big time. Tried to maintain influence. Yeah. They fought crazy wars over it. Um, it's just it's part of the colonialism, you know. Okay, so if the crown goes long enough, is Justin Trudeau going to be played by somebody in the in like season twelve of the Crown? I, if they're not involving Canada now, I don't think they're going to involve Canada yeah. on season or, twelve. Or Puya, at some point, then will they just switch to the animated series of the Crown after it goes uh, too long on Netflix? Yeah. So once the Canadian influence is brought in, they'll switch to animated for seasons 11 and 12. And then for 13, they'll go back to live action. That's the move there. Okay. I think get rid of the queen, name Bieber King. That's it. Canada (laughs) boom problem solved. Let's get out of here. All right. That's the most insane thing I've ever heard. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Bye. 